0: Just north of London. In this perfect village. Where you grew up. Some serious shit is about to go down. Three cinephiles have come together to bring you
1: strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host. The man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women but hates the woman. From the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican, JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cummingham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together, they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror.
0: Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 134 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Moods Barker, and the price is 22 bucks, bitches. Yeah. And of course, I always got my two shorty shit stains by by my side. First up, we have the half-blooded Mexican who proves he's not full-blooded by eating Taco Bell at least once a week. Double Shot J, A.K.A. J.P. Last up, we have the little boy who blows his shitter out for eating four bowls of matzo soup a day, topped with bacon bits. Mister, fuck you, the Jew himself, Jeremy.
2: What's up, homies? I have some, I have some breaking news, guys. This is a brand new memo. That's coming from Shankerville, signed by Mayor Shankle, and the Lieutenant Governor, John, true full screen, Paul Rodriguez, with a two new inductees into the Hall of Fuckers. First off, we have Chris Rasdell, who wrote uh, on the Facebook page, Hey JP and Moods, have you considered doing Cherry Falls or my Wishmaster or Puppet Master suggestions? LOL. Well, I just want to say, Chris Ristel, fuck you for not including me in that conversation. I really appreciate it. You could go suck your mother's tits. And now, an hour ago, we have uh, Jay Murph from the Facebook page as well, who also says, I'm not cool because I quit YouTube. Well, fuck you, Jay Murph. You should join the Cool Kids Club. That's it. You Signed know, official April 15, 2018, by Mayor Schenkel and Lieutenant Deputy Governor. John, true full screen,
0: Paul Rodriguez. I swear to God that I'd actually even responded to that dude's comment. I think he left the same comment on a, on a video that I responded to and then he posted it in the group page, so I don't know why. Unless it's a different person with the same question. Um, Maybe he needed the answer twice, but yeah, I did mention something about question. Puppet Master fr- uh, franchise, and I was like, yo, for sure, it's coming. The problem is with the Puppet Master franchise, every time it crosses our mind, they put out another film. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, man, those franchises are coming eventually. Eventually,
2: franchises.
0: I know people. I, I, Have I know. We it, done enough. It's honestly one of the most common questions that we get. You know, via Facebook page or uh, the YouTube. People love franchises.
1: It, it's and because of last year's year of the franchise.
0: It was. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we did cover some of the bigger ones, but
1: yeah. Man, there's so many still to get to. We'll get to them eventually, unless one of us dies or we retire. You know, they're coming, <laughs> and I don't think we will ever fully quit the show until we at least do Friday Thirteenth and Elm Street. So uh, those ones will definitely be done before we wrap the show. You know, if it would ever happen, we should I, just,
0: I, we should do those ones sooner than later because we know that there's not so, going to be any more entries into those franchises. But we, so. well, but
2: we all know what our last episode's going to be, so. You know we don't have to plan for that at least
1: witchcraft show <laughs>
2: it's the witchcraft show coming to the final episode
0: oh of the lordy
1: Shox, podcast mm-hmm. but i think that the franchise thing you know we always get requests and you know that's why one of the reasons we created the patreon page which uh in terms of housekeeping i think we do need to discuss some patreon related
0: topics we got some uh, business. We got some business. Yeah. You hear so, me, man? We got some bidness. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood tonight. <laughs> so, so,
1: yeah. so moods, what are we doing with the Patreon page for the summer?
0: Um, essentially, um, we've come to the realization that the Patreon is kind of a success now. Yeah. Maybe that, too
1: much of a success.
0: <laughs> well, that, yeah, maybe too much of a success. And, the problem is with the summertime with us is that we are not available as much as we are during the, other of the year. Look at our history. Yes.
1: We, we, we Every it's... summer since the beginning we've we've either took off or limited the shows to about two a month on sometimes less, but about well, one two summer we did one a month. I think we
2: did the Jaw Show. Yeah. I think that was the only show we did that summer is the
0: other one so if you have been following the show since the birth of it you know that the summer months are very quiet around the 22 shots uh recordings so with that said we have decided that we are going to have to you know kind of downgrade the patreon uh from what we can accept essentially um because we just won't have the time to do the well essentially the request right yes absolutely so So.
1: uh right now we have a lot of people who are under the six dollar tier and the fifteen dollars tier, which is providing us films to watch and review we love doing it it's a lot of fun but there is a time constraint that we Mm -hmm. have to abide by in the summer so we we kicked it around thought about what we should do we don't really want to make it like this thing where only a couple people could do it, so we decided that we're just gonna take it down for the summer altogether. Now, anybody who is currently tiered on those tiers, you have until May first to switch to another tier or to support the show, can- cancel altogether, or like Jeremy said, support the show. But what we're telling you guys is that <clears throat> we're not accepting any reviews coming up.
0: Yes. Doesn't
2: mean you can't still support the show to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. That's always up on the table.
0: <laughs> and, you know, the reason it it might be just like what last year, the year before, where we did one show a summer or one show a month during the summer months. So yeah, we just can't allow ourselves to be pigeonholed backed into a corner with, you know, too many requests and stuff so yeah which sure you guys when we guys designed
1: this we knew about it ahead of time like we knew we were gonna have to lower it in the summer uh we actually planned to a little bit earlier but we ended up just sticking it out for a, a little bit longer and if you guys do want to switch tiers we appreciate the support if you don't mind staying and and you know you're just you know donating for the cause of the show still we just that's fine too but we just got to come and let you guys know that that we won't be accepting any review probably submissions till september till that's probably about right or we October. usually come back in september so it's a couple of months it's not a, it's not a ton of time but we are 100 percent bringing it back we love doing it it's a lot of fun i don't but, but, well, Jeremy, Jeremy does and He doesn't. He just well, overthinks things. No, no, that. no, no. When I get stuck having to watch films like Dick Shark, it's like, <laughs> <give> me,
2: <laughs> give yeah, but, fucking
3: brain.
1: dude, listen, we've, <laughs> me <laughs> and Moots have but, had this but, conversation but, but with this but guy throw me a so bone man it's, it's, one thing,
2: it's one thing about doing bad movies, but Dick Shark
1: really. Come on, okay, come on. Here's okay the let, thing, let,
0: dude. Oh man, here's
1: the thing. Go ahead, Moots. Tell tell them what the thing is.
0: <laughs> what What is the thing? The thing
1: is that he sits there and he gloats about it and he sits there and oh. puts people in the hall of fuckers yeah. and he, he's basically challenging them <laughs> to give him bad movies. What happened when this started? Like, I, I can understand bad
2: watching the bad movies, Summer Massacre and the violent shits and everything else. But come on why do you have to give me fucking a three hour long movie called dick shark that has nothing but a plastic fucking shark dick and bilsebub touching girls muffs for three hours it's like <laughs> cut me
1: a fucking break please Well, i mean it is highly possible that the person that gave you that didn't know anything about it other than well, hey this a, movie's called dick shark that's a not of i didn't know it was shit. four i didn't know it was four three hours, hours longer three was three it. Hours Wasn't
0: it actually three hours long, long? Three hours. Oh, my God. You know, for the longest time, I actually thought that was... uh, The running time was wrong on (laughs) INDB. I thought that was including the features or something, man. (laughs)
2: That's how long
0: it is. Yeah. Damn.
2: I mean,
1: I, I totally feel you. Like, those movies sound awful. I wouldn't want to do them, but I know that if I... Review stuff and, and it gets a reaction out of people and I seem mad about it they're just going to keep feeding it to me because it's entertaining to them. That's so the I'm thing man, the, more, the more vocal you
0: be the more vocal you be about almost being offended by the shittiness that comes your way they're just going to keep tossing it at you, man.
1: It's funny, like you listen to it, people listen to it and they find it funny, that's their entertainment so of course they're going to try to keep getting you to do it.
2: Well, at least this summer will be a summer free of shitty movies. At least, I'll, at least I'll have three months of a break. So when we come back in September, I'll be all geared up to watch the next f- fucking
1: 13 shirtless boy film. By <laughs> uh, I would have no problem with banning Bills above films. From
0: see, see, I was just going to say the problem is here <laughs> now that you've put this out about Bills above, you know, in the next four months, Bills Zabub is probably going to direct 17 new films. And uh, so come September time. That's I don't think you can every- give him
2: an actual credit of directing. I'll just have people be mad at me because I'm not going to fucking no. watch another three hour you can, fucking...
0: You can give him a credit for directing. You can't give him a credit for editing. That motherfucker does not edit his movies, man.
2: He <laughs> really, no Shit, he, he, That's why he has a plastic dick shark movie that's all three of this- hours fucking long.
0: Exactly. All of his movies are way too long. Like, that guy just shoots... Whatever he shoots, he puts into his films. That's He's not an editor, man. That's, yeah, I've watched,
1: great. I think, two, and it's. I, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Like, I hate those movies, but. Well, we'll so, get into it later on. That, that's I'm, the, that's the Patreon changes. Please, please, yeah. please, yeah. if you're listening now and you don't want to be charged for the tier that you're currently on. I'm talking to people like Mikey. Uh, I'm talking to uh, a couple of other people have stuff worked out with us where they're saving something and stuff like that. But these will not build up either. Like you're not gonna get like eight picks by uh, you know what later because we just can't. That would just be too much for us to handle. So please, please change your tier or be okay with donating. And receiving no reviews in return, we'll still give you guys all the other stuff like the contests and things like that as we go along. But just know that you won't be getting any reviews for the next probably three or so months if you're on that tier. If everybody unsubs from it, I can remove the tier altogether. But as long as people are still on it, I don't think that I can remove it. So please, please, this is your warning. I don't want anybody me- messaging us and being like, hey, I didn't get my you know, tears, uh, my reviews, so uh, what's up with that? We
0: do understand <laughs> that a lot of the supporters are in the Facebook page, so we will post in there also. So now there's no excuses. There really isn't. Yeah. The show's yeah. out there, we'll we'll repost this in the in the group and we're yeah, out. And everybody Allison who hasn't to paid be. up
2: in the Facebook, Facebook football pool, you could go suck a giant camel cock. camelcock.
0: Camelcock? nice Nice. that's Uh, a double c
1: (laughs) but yeah that's 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 the patreon uh update so i hope you guys understand i think we're pretty clear about it it'll be back just taking a little hiatus as we take a hiatus ourselves during the summer months as we always do we'll still crank out a few shows here and there next week we have uh not next week sorry uh the week after that we have our big glorious um well, we're doing a 1976 quiet. show. What's that? Yeah, quiet. next week will be the Quiet Place, a Quiet Place, and the week after that will in fact be the our 1976 show. show. Which
0: everybody's pumped for it. should be fun, man. I-, I swear, I swear to the Lord, man. Brandon is obsessed with asking what number we're at. I- yeah,
1: because he wants to beat everybody by a lot. Oh, well, he. Well, I, th- I think. I think he's going to win
2: because it's like. Or an onion or whatever the fuck JP wants me to eat, because I'm not going gonna... <sighs> to...
1: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm up to you have you have two weeks here of no review reviews needing done, so I think that you should have time. What's that?
2: The, I'm up to 17, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm at like 21 or something like that. I'm having a terrible time with 1976. The movies suck huh?
0: I don't know what the hell you guys are watching, man. You guys check out the Pete rock
1: films. Seventy six sucks, dude. Well, I'm
0: done. with it. Only seventeen, <laughs> though, man. Like you can't feel confident making a top ten list at that point. No, 20- definitely
1: not. I'll, I'll be I'll be at thirty or forty for sure. I guarantee I will. But I'm just saying that I'm having an awful time with the first. The first. First of all, let me just say, we completely okay. slacked, me and Jeremy, yeah. during this time. We had a full year yeah. to watch these movies. And we, he has 17, I have like 20-something. But like most of the time, I, I kind of wait towards closer to... I'll pepper in a few here and there. I try to really focus on films I never heard of first. And then I go into ones that I've heard of but probably won't make the list. And then I go into heavy hitters towards the end, maybe some rewatches, stuff like that. But... This time, doing the, the unknowns has been a drag. Stop doing that recently. I'm only focusing on the heavy hitters now. Well, that's what I was going to... I'm having no fun with these unknowns.
0: Th- that's what I was going to uh, say to you, man, because, you know, you asked for a list of, you know, ones that you probably shouldn't. I kind of made a list of the ones that probably should check out, you know? Yeah, and- which I,
1: I will get to those ones, for sure.
0: <laughs> and it was funny, because I think it was the next day you were watching some, you know, random unknown film, and I was like, there you go. This is why you hate yeah, seventy six, right Cobra there. Black Cobra
1: Woman. <laughs> I uh, I missed it, Jess Franco. Ah, uh,
0: there you go. Yeah, I watched so Snuff, happens. so
2: that shouldn't say much.
0: Yeah, which That's one?
2: The one I've seen so
0: far. Which one? I think Snuff. Oh Snuff. Oh yeah, Snuff is horrible.
1: I don't know exactly how we're picking our next year, but I would be fine with removing seventies films, <laughs> so we don't get a back to back seventies.
0: Well, we won't but we won't though it, like the 70s will be removed cuz didn't we already oh, okay. say, we're just,
1: still doing that i just wanted to make sure
0: yeah well i mean at this point we're going to put everything back in so Except it'll be for the 70s. so it'll be yeah it'll be 1969 all the 80s 90s 2000s and up to 2000 what 12? Oh, 12
1: 12 yeah. yeah and then so, i throw a random year from the 30s 40s or 50s yeah, or yeah. 60s in there as well uh, just just for fun factor because if one of those 30s eventually do come up, there's like 15 movies to watch. Sometimes you know, so it'd be a quick episode.
0: Yeah, there is definitely a few years in those early years where there's not much, not much at all. <laughs> that would be fucked to get that though. Really, <laughs> like the wild card one in there. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I...
1: I'm personally hoping for a 90s or 2000s. Uh, those are probably my favorite to explore.
0: Yeah, I mean, the
1: mo- 80s, 80s are just so much prep because you look at the list of movies from the 80s. One, it's probably the most active time in horror history, except for maybe today's time.
3: Yeah.
1: And also, and that's simply because films have become easier to make uh, exactly. versus in the 80s. And you look at the amount of films you have to watch for the 80s, it's usually more than something of the
0: 90s or early 2000s. Mm hmm. Two thousand would be interesting, like the mid two thousands.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I I think my favorite year doing this was two thousand two, like in terms of the fun I had preparing.
0: I don't even. I don't really know. Well, I think we know that. Uh, what
2: was that guy's name on the show last week uh, or a few weeks ago? Andrew. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he would have liked two thousand and two too. He seems to like those movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, it was st- <laughs> it was still kind of floating heads in that at that time. So yeah, it, it, there, there, was,
1: there was a handful But there was yeah. also just a lot of fun movies That I, I hadn't really seen The first thing I do anytime We pull a new year is I look And I immediately check it, like Look at the list and see what all I've seen And I know that The 2000s I hadn't seen a ton I hadn't seen a ton in all the years 76 was a, a year where I hadn't seen I think I had counted like Six films that I would
0: seen <laughs> So Jesus that's crazy, but yeah, more than likely we're probably going to end up getting, I would say, one of the two thousand years. That's my prediction. Well, considering there is a little bit more
1: nine in the first decade of the two thousands, and then another two. Technically, percentage wise, you would assume that yeah, we have a better chance of getting the thirty one <laughs> or close. Well, no, we would have. We would, the best chance we have is two thousand to 2012 like if uh-huh. you count those together okay uh, i'm honestly
0: that, happy with anything I, I really don't give a shit
1: i think you like I, I i personally i love doing this though because it does make me kind of see fully what happened in a year it, it's mm-hmm. very it's like you got to live through that year all of a sudden yeah it, it's it's very interesting and of course we still do our modern ones Ah, uh, depending on what we get next time, if it's a year in the '90s, hopefully we can do two within the next calendar year, instead of just the one. Because the last couple of years we've only done one of these shows, and and that saddens me a little bit. Not me.
0: <laughs> it'd be really it'd be awful if we got like '98 or '99. I think '98 is oh. really bad. Like one of the years, I can't remember which one it is. I was looking at it. It's '97. I Na- think '97. I can't remember, and I was like going through the list, and only just a few weeks ago because I was actually trying to find a film. And so I was looking up the year, and I was like, wow, that's a really shitty year. <laughs> so Yeah, 91 is pretty bad as well. Nah, 91's, I, I, 90, 91's got some good films in it, though.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, every year has had. There's not one year that doesn't have some good films in it. That, yeah. Like, come on. I, we would have to. If there's a year that comes up where we can't even make a top 10, then there's seriously some problems there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's even possible, plot- unless we get one of those early... 98. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad.
1: Is it 98? I, I, I don't know. I
0: can't remember. It was 97 or 98. One of the years I was looking at. But, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm excited to draw the next year. That's that's my favorite part of that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I know it's going to be your favorite part, on this one at least. <laughs> I'm actually really curious to see everyone's top tens. I'm not yeah. going to lie, man. I'm curious to see how how they match up i think personally they're going to be quite different but Uh but yeah I i don't know we'll see we'll see but anyways let's uh let's get this shit going here man let's move on um news let's get into some news live okay well, no. we'll do it live fuck it do it live I can, i'll write it and we'll do it live
1: all right so not a ton of news this week uh oh before we get into the news i just want to give a shout out real quick we haven't done a shout out in a while um there's a podcast sort of show thing that i've been listening to lately and i've i i can not believe that we haven't mentioned it on the show um but it's dave Uh, Mr. Parka's show that he does. Have you guys checked that out at all? It's Weekly Roundup. Yeah, it's... Does it have a name? I know it's on ScreamingToilet.com is where it's Weekly Roundup, I thought he called it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Screaming Toilet.
0: Yeah, Screaming Toilet is the name of his production company, right? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that. So, basically, if you guys like our What We Watch segment, it's essentially that. Mm -hmm. It's and it's kind of new releases for the most part, but there's some some other stuff in there as well. But it's basically what he watches every week. And (laughs) it's really cool. I I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's essentially kind of like this show. It kind of mirrors the show a little bit when he first started doing those weekly updates. um, And I had actually talked to Dave about it, too. He got sick of doing like individual video reviews. He yeah. kind of wanted to do something else. He just felt like he was making too many videos all the time. So he decided to put yeah. them together, which is a good idea, yeah. right?
1: I, I, I do that too.
0: Yeah. With the, uh, oh,
2: hell no, you just don't want to fucking.
1: Birthday. You're too lazy. <laughs> Dude, what do you. Uh, hey, pot, hey, man. kettle. Pot, kettle. All
0: right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, when he first started doing those weekly updates, you know, they were, you know, roughly 25 to 35, 40 minutes, you know, and then every week they just kind of get started getting longer and longer <laughs> like this show we went from doing you know two hour shows to two and a half three four five six i think we've even had a seven hour show um but yeah i know if, if you look at it as the weeks went on I, I don't know what week he's in 48 now if you if you go through the history they just keep getting longer and longer
3: <laughs> it's
1: kind of yeah, funny and he, and he throws in some like movie clips and trailers and things like yeah. that so it's yeah. it's got higher production than just you know sitting on youtube uh, in front of a camera. I, I, I really like the videos. It's cool to see what's come out. He touches, you know, like arrow releases and uh, Like I think like synapse like all kind of stuff that that has just been released. It's a really cool show I, I was checking it out earlier today I've s- listened to it before a few times, but I was trying to find something to listen to today while I was playing Xbox and that came up so i checked that out and there's an audio version too for people who who don't really like sitting in front of the computer and watching the video version mm. but i highly recommend it definitely check it out it's really neat and we'll try to remember to put the link in the description down below and also he posts it in the group page all the time as well as he, you know he oh he supports us on patreon as well so definitely check it out
0: <laughs> I'm surprised that he still throws the the trailers into his videos because hes had so many f- videos taken down and flagged for those mm. fucking trailers over the years
1: it's the sound
0: i don't yeah, yeah exact I don't even bother with that it's just i mean yeah i
1: put him I put them in my video but I put them up in the corner uh and without sound and they never get flagged
0: because they're i don't know I guess that crushes the algorithm that catches them. Know, you know, Speaking of YouTube, I actually had something strange happen to me the other day. So I was working, and I got an email, and it was from YouTube. And they had manually just, or randomly and manually, reviewed um, one of my last Top 10 Tuesday videos. My worst horror films in my collection. Now, see, I had it uh, monetized, mm-hmm. and now it's not available. It was available for a while, and then they manually reviewed it and said it wasn't suitable for all for everybody or for you know their standards of ads and shit i was like why
1: Uh, oh so wait so the video got demonetized or on like
0: not on youtube anymore at all Uh, i just got demonetized it's still on youtube
1: okay well that is a it's an automatic system so if you sometimes if you cuss it'll pick it up and it'll it won't allow you to uh, monetize the video. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Well, I guess we're not monetizing well, this video. Well,
0: like I said it, though, like I said, because when I when I first put the video up, I monetized it, and it was fine until you know it was. It's been up for three weeks, and mm-hmm. it's been monetized that entire time. And then just on Thursday, I think is when I got the email, and they said you know they had reviewed it, and now it's not available. And I was like, that's. Well, it, no
1: matter what it automatically will allow you to monetize right away usually but usually it uh, doesn't take three it usually doesn't take good. three weeks mine do really mine always take forever yeah uh, i mean maybe it's because i get less view i don't know how the system works completely there's, there's like 1800 I views on that if video if i put horror in the title it demonetizes sometimes right away
0: yeah i know my, it, yeah. i might yeah i've had a couple <laughs> emails
1: because so, my top five Friday videos that I do that I, I've been slacking on lately, I put horror in the title of one of them and it was demonetized instantly. I didn't cast yeah. anything in the video. It was so annoying.
0: It's, you know, it is totally true. It is 100% yeah, so, true because, like, my Disposal arts podcast, those ones are all monetized and there's lots mm-hmm. of swearing in those. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, it's, just, it's I, I not horror. Related.
1: It matters the length, too. You know what I mean? So it, it takes a, you know, maybe they don't. Ooh. search through all the the entire I don't know how the whole system who picked, works who picked it is weird the though.
2: topic of worst horror films in my collection who picked that idea uh,
0: that wasn't even see I explained in my video I've had that requested probably at least 10 times over well, fuck
2: all those people, because now this is just gonna be a whole new slate of films that people could fucking give me to review on the show. So I thanks, I Never even thought of that asshole.
0: actually. Actually, a couple of them I think you did. Summer of the Masker, I think, or whatever. I actually had Summer of the Masker and Summer Masker, both of them on there. <laughs> They're fucking horrible. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I explained in the video because I generally don't like to do top lists of bad things. I don't even like to talk about shit. Yeah, things I don't like. really either. And, but since it's been requested so many times over, you know, I don't know, three years of doing top 10 videos. I didn't do one for like a year. But, but I just thought I was like, whatever. It's been requested so many times. I'll do the video. It's actually kind of fun to do. But I was surprised mm-hmm. that it got demonetized because that's like one of the first ones. Like pretty much all of my top 10 Tuesday videos are monetized and they still are you know mm-hmm. and which i'm surprised considering i've had videos based on my thumbnails get demonetized also the artwork that i used was not suitable for ads
1: <laughs> yeah they, it's it's very strange how all of it works now but top 10 tuesday thumbnail
0: for is probably you know, the bloodiest the one six. i use it's really
2: the- that's on your list don't you have like a trillion movies? And Children of the Corn Six is really one of the worst movies you have in your collection.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: I don't even think it would be one of my worst, honestly.
0: It is. It it's is pretty honestly.
2: bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's not like poorly made or Wait, anything. Wait, was like
0: Howling that. Seven in there? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the the a point five. Pretty much, pretty much every film in my top ten was like a point five or a one that I'd rated. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. And those
0: are also, and this is like the worst film plus my most hated ones too. Like every film in there, I can't fucking stand. They're just horrible. Yeah. So, but anyways, right. I decided to bring up the whole monetization <laughs> because I was very curious on. I don't really think anybody fully understands how this logically works. Yeah. Like I said, it's the bloodiest thumbnail that I use and most of them are monetized. So, I don't fucking get it. Fuck you dude. Yeah.
1: All right. So, into the news here. Uh, I, this is barely news, but it's such a slow week with news that I just thought I would throw it in there. Jason Blum from Blumhouse saw the new Halloween, and he saw a cut of it, obviously. It's not if it was completely ready. It would, wouldn't make much sense, but he said that it, he really liked it, obviously.
2: What the fuck is he going to say? It's a piece of shit.
1: That's why that's I said obviously.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't see it. It sucks.
1: Yeah. uh, And he says, you know, a lot of smart, like basic, like what you'd expect him to say. He said he did everything I hoped he would do, uh, which is respect the DNA of the franchise and bring something totally new. Very, very well. uh, Very, very excited for people to see it. So the only reason I brought it up was the fact that, hey, this this thing's being cut right now, like it's going to be ready for October. I would assume yeah. it will be out in October. A lot of people speculated if this would actually happen. I think the further we get along, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that it's happening. I
0: didn't even realize that they had filmed that much of it. It's done. done. They wrapped filming like a month ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's Damn, like a month ago. I mean, it's just so hard to believe everything, you know? You just yeah. never know what the fuck's going on. But uh, that's cool. Speaking but I mean, of, But you can't dead. take that shit seriously, exactly what Jeremy said. What the fuck do you expect him to say? I mean, of course he's going to say it's fucking good.
1: Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but
0: Whatever. another Whatever. person
1: who's saying something's good and another thing that has wrapped is Bill Mosley uh, was interviewed and he oh, said yeah. that Bob uh, Zombies yeah. 3 from Hell has wrapped filming. Uh, and Bill Mosley, uh, actually, I'll read the whole uh, Facebook post here. Uh, let me see how long... Okay, it's not that long. Uh, exhausted but happy. Rob Zombie Masterpiece. Three from hell. In the proverbial can. Uh, which then he says, nowadays I guess it's a hard drive. Uh, great time last night. Got all the shots we needed before we picture wrapped on the Zat movie ranch in dear old Santa Clarita. And now the trucks are packed and rolling. The actors all changed out of their wardrobe and makeup and... Off to the new, off to new adventures. The sun's up, and I'm heading down the highway. My spirit animals, the Doobie Brothers, filling my head and heart with enough rhythm and cheer to get me back home to Los Angeles. It'll probably hit me in a day or two that we what we did, uh, the Normandy, the intensity. But meanwhile, I'm going to eat a lot, sleep a lot, brush them like crazy. Uh, one thing I can say when the movie comes out you guys' mindsies my, are going to be big-time blown. Oh, you, your guys' mindsies are going to be big-time blown. Thanks for the thoughts and prayers. So uh, Bill Mosley says that it's a masterpiece. Uh, mm. We don't really expect him to say anything less than that. I mean, he's not going to come out late, like Jason Blum. He's not going to come out and say it sucked. But what do you think of that? But you, I mean, honestly...
0: How many times do you rap filming and one of the actors says it's a masterpiece? Oh, man.
2: Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. That film is a masterpiece.
1: I don't know if I ever hear them necessarily say it's a masterpiece. That's what I I'm saying. I, say I never hear really that.
0: Good. I never hear masterpiece. It's, just, yeah, you're, you're it's, a, right. it's an interesting choice of words to mm-hmm. use. Yeah, now, it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, we have high hopes for it. Are oh, we going to do a
1: trilogy sh- trilogy show? It comes I'm out. so glad that we held off on doing House of a Thousand and Devil's Rejects because absolutely we're going to do a trilogy show now.
0: Oh, Of course. Of course. I mean, that, Thank- is, that was a so, no brainer. Um,
1: because that was a request for a long time to do the oh. Rob, uh, Rob Zombie Spotlight. Now we could do a uh, Rejects trilogy uh, as well the as Firefly the- trilogy. Yeah, the Firefly trilogy. Yes, dude, that's going to be sick. I can't yeah. wait to do that. Hell
0: yeah. I can't wait well, to and see And then we this, can right? even react-
1: do another spotlight with 31, Lords of Salem, and... So... Like, no,
0: <laughs> so this has potential to be out around oh. the same time as the new Halloween film also. Right? So if I don't
2: they, know. Is it, so it I mean, going to get a theatrical, date. you think?
0: Well, I mean, I can see them not having a release date, but I mean, if they're done rap Or if they're done rapping, If they're done rapping right now, if they're, you know, wrapped up, filming... You know, six months later, you know, it should be out. That gives it about the same time. Man, I mean, if it does come out in October, it's going to be... those are. I, I that's do some know that Rob
1: Zombie's films typically take a lot longer to come out after they wrap shooting. But then again, all those films of recent haven't been an established series I either. think
0: personally he's going to try and get this one out is obviously not rush the editing and the post-production process. But wouldn't you want to try and get it out for for Halloween?
1: I mean, it's a good I, it's it's I it's really enough it's enough time like it to be out by It's enough
0: time though, man. I mean, right now is a perfect time. You six months, it's October. Yep, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's perfect, man. I mean, obviously the Halloween films probably can be out around that time too. So, got potential go up
1: heads to head.
0: We got some potential heavy hitters yeah, for that I, month, man. I don't man. think
1: you want to go head to head with yeah. Halloween. Maybe a couple weeks earlier. Oh no,
0: that's what <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, I meant October. I just I referred to the whole yeah. month as Halloween, but you know, obviously, Halloween would probably come out around the actual Halloween date. But pretty cool, yeah. man. I'm excited for this, man. I mean, those are some those are some heavy hitting words, man.
1: Yeah, it also has a ton of actors in it that we know, <laughs> like oh, a yeah. ton. So. Uh, that will be decent but uh next up here on the news cycle we have john krasinski the director of a quiet place former star of the office uh he says that his next film is going to be a sci-fi film called life on mars uh which he will be re-teaming up with paramount and platinum dunes which i don't know about you guys but when you've seen a quiet place was you did you know that it was produced by Platinum Dunes? Yep. I was shocked when you seen the Platinum Dunes. No, thing.
2: I knew that like, it was like one of their first like non franchise horror films. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a reboot or anything. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I I didn't know, so I was like, "Holy crap! Platinum Dunes did this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get the warm
2: fuzzy feeling in my stomach like I did when I saw the fucking twisted pictures logo come up
1: when I saw Jigsaw, but I guess it was pretty cool to see it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not nostalgic necessarily for Platinum Dunes, but yeah, I just thought that it was interesting that they they had a hand in in creating an original piece. Uh, so, basically, um, in this interview uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, there's no writer on board yet. Uh, it is not uh, J- uh, John Krasinski is not expected to star in it. Uh, he will be a producer. Uh, and obviously, the director. Uh, so that's something, you know. Uh, and it's adapting a short story uh, by Cecil Castellucci uh, titled We Have Always Lived on Mars that centers around a young woman who is among a handful of descendants of a Martian colony long abandoned by Earth following a cataclysm. The woman one day finds she can breathe the air on Mars, upending her world. And that of her
0: fellow colonists sounds cool to me. So they have no writer yet.
1: No, I, no I, I guess no when
0: I, I guess when they hire that writer, they should probably work on the title too. <laughs> <laughs> Life on Mars sounds super generic. Man. Wasn't
2: there a Life on Mars film that came out a few years ago? It has a, like a cover of a guy in a helmet. I don't know. I don't know. It's something Mag- like Magnet. Magnet released it. I
1: think that was the name of that movie. I I mean I'm excited to see him continue in his directing The the Last
2: Days on Mars
0: Yeah Last last Days on Mars That was actually a pretty good film I thought it was pretty interesting Hmm.
1: So that's I mean I think that everybody who's seen A Quiet Place is excited to see what John Krasinski can do next Uh, I've been a big fan of him uh, on The Office. I thought he was great. And it was very interesting seeing him do something different. Of course, we will get to that review next week. But that's his next film. So we'll keep an eye on that and see how it develops. Uh, And then literally the final piece of news, and this isn't anything major. I just kind of wanted to share it because it was a little bit of a cool thing uh, for me. Uh, Basically... Uh the if anybody watched WrestleMania thirty-four last <laughs> week, last Sunday.
2: <laughs> I did.
1: Uh, so there was a mask by uh Luke Harper. I don't necessarily know who that is, Jeremy.
2: Uh if you guys seen Mohawk, he was in Mohawk. And <laughs> yeah, it's kinda like a horror-isk
1: character. Yeah, but he's a wrestler, right?
3: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yep. So, so he's, a, he's a wrestler, and he wore a mask that uh, was kind of like a skull. And uh, it was created by uh, Tom Savini's uh, school. And actually, the person who sculpted it uh, is uh, a co-worker of mine. Uh, her name is Petra, and she sculpted this mask. I just thought it was cool, kind of shout that out a little bit. Uh, it's not every day that you get to, uh, you know, What work on something that that gets in front of that many people? Uh, I thought that was really neat. It was. I really
2: thought you were gonna say it's not every day you get to work with somebody who does something like that. I was gonna
1: be like, "Fuck you, JP." (laughs) Uh, I work on that
2: shit every day.
1: Yeah. No, no. It it was uh so it was, um supervised molded. Uh, fabricated and painted by Jason Baker and Petra uh, Burkhalter sculpted it. And I actually work with her. She, I'm going to be training her uh, coming up here in another position. But she started working with us a few months ago. Really cool girl, and she's got just you know finished the school, the Tom Savini makeup effects school. So hopefully, big things come her way. Uh, I think that's really neat. You know, <laughs> hardly munching on her carpet yet. No, she has a boyfriend.
0: Oh, so damn. can she not? Can she not find regular work in the industry?
1: Well, she just graduated, like okay. like just like a like like recently. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> so, um, I guess that is work in the industry, right?
0: I guess, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's some school. There's some programs and shit like that. You know, just before you graduate, you know, there's a program to to get your shit out there, and sometimes they help you find a job, right? Within the yeah, I mean, I I know
1: she's working with Tom Savini on some stuff. I haven't really talked about it too much. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so. Hmm.
0: It's but pretty yeah, cool,
1: that's though. that's the news. Uh, not much. I, I didn't see anything else. If you guys saw stuff. You know me, man. I don't nope.
0: actually follow the news. So. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, the uh, I did have this email here. If you wanted me to, you've got read mail. Read that. Alright, Well, sure.
0: This is one of of those old emails. Yeah, this
1: was from March 26th, so not too old. About the Meg trailer. You guys watch the Meg trailer? No, I don't watch trailers unless it's in the theater. That's kind of how I am too. Why did you watch it? I could give a shit.
0: I did. I did. did watch it. No, because
2: I don't really care, so I didn't Um, watch it.
0: Oh. I'm assuming you guys seen the giant sharps. I'm assuming you guys saw the trailer for Hereditary. Yeah. No. No? Really?
2: You haven't seen it yet? Hereditary? Hereditary, the A24 film that everybody's talking
1: about. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen that trailer a thousand times. (laughs) Like, Doc. Yeah. Girl. Yeah.
0: I thought it looked okay. I mean, like I said, it's usually. I mean,
1: I'm always excited to see what A24 does.
2: That eighth grade movie looks good, too. That's A24.
1: Mm. all right so here's this email here uh it's from anthony smith he writes i'm listening to halloween franchise review part one so perfect timing for an email where i'll show you why halloween 4 and poltergeist 3 are the same film the protagonist in both films is a young girl both not living with their immediate family both have an older sibling who has to watch the young girl because the parents have something else to do. Both have a scene where the young girl overhears the older sibling on the phone talking how they got got a babysit and didn't want uh, to. And both scenes have the young girl commenting on it. Both babysitters lose the young girl who are chased by the bad guy. Both have a scene with <laughs> with the multiple of antagonist group of teens wearing Michael Myers mask, multiple canes in the mirror reflection. Both films have a preacher-priest. Each film has a young girl, has a guardian angel helping them, uh, Ting, Gina, and Loomis. Bad Guy gets both girls in the film, who's helped by the guardian angel, defeat the bad guy. Both bad guys are brought back similarly because of their other people opening their big mouths. Dr. Seaton making Carol Ann talk, and Kane, an ambulance driver, mention Michael having a niece. Both films end with families together. Both films have ominous ending. Both films are set in Chicago. Uh, both films came out... Wait, in wait,
2: Hallow- what film takes place in Chicago?
1: Halloween Guys 2 and Halloween 4.
2: It doesn't take place
1: in Chicago. Well, it takes place in Illinois.
2: Like, way far down south. It's not even close to Chicago. Yeah, probably
1: close to where you live. Uh, both no, films I live came north out in 1988. 19- 19- <laughs> also funny that Halloween 4 has a little girl and a brunette and an older one, blonde... And P three is vice versa with young blonde girl and older girl a brunette. So that's Tony from New Jersey. Wow, Tony from that,
2: New Jersey. You have way too much time
1: on your hands. No, it's going. funny because it's cause interesting because then, then he so check this out. So then he drops his ratings of all the Halloween films. So Halloween six out of ten, Halloween two nine out of ten, Halloween three six out of ten, Halloween four nine point five out of what? ten. Halloween 5, 2 out of 10. It's a Don Halloween and 6, ratings. 7.5 out of 10. Halloween fuck? 7, which is H2O, 7 out of 10. And then Halloween 8, which is Resurrection, 5 out of 5. What the hell? <laughs> Unless he means 5 out of 10. I
0: think he meant 5 out of 10.
1: <laughs> that so. is, has to be that 10 is some Donnelly-style ratings right there. Andrew okay. Scheuer, and Ellie, meet Tony from New Jersey. What about the remakes? I guess he doesn't count those.
0: Oh, I guess not. <laughs> Man, those were some fucked up ratings. Halloween six out of ten. What? it's their own, I guess. But I
1: like
2: Halloween six. It's probably the best one out oh, of all. Halloween six, six
1: out of ten. Halloween oh, six out of ten. I thought yeah. you mean Halloween six. No, Halloween six is a seven point five out of ten. But
0: he get respect. he gave Halloween three six out of ten also. So that's weird. Yeah. Probably it's the only Halloween. person history to ever I'm give expected. Halloween one and three the same rating
1: (laughs) yeah maybe don and ellie or andrew shorter Uh,
0: what was his rating on part four that that
1: guy that was on the show a few weeks ago right halloween four was a 9.5 9.5 out of the series
0: isn't it, it, it that's it's so interesting how people perceive these films so differently because the you know the majority of people see part four as being you know it's 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 decent but it has like the worst mask and, you know, for the Halloween fanboys, it's not universally oh, that light. Oh, no,
1: guys. We just got some devastating news here. Uh, breaking news. Arlie Army has passed away. Of course, we know Arlie Army in the horror world from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboots as well as tons of other stuff in other films. Uh, Sergeant uh, Hartman in The Greatest jacket Ever.
0: God damn, man, that's fucked. I was just watching the Frighteners again the other night with my kid, and he's in that one too, playing man, playing the, the fucking sergeant.
1: <laughs> right Seventy four years old. You're Poor. watching Full Metal
2: Jacket with your kid already.
0: He no, said Frighteners. the Frighteners. Oh,
2: I thought you said Full Metal. Dude, jacket. I watched
1: Full Hell Metal yeah. Jacket, and, and he, and he plays like, like the
0: over. he plays the colonel in that one too. <laughs> it's like the same character. Yeah. Man, that well that's, that sucks, man. He was fucking legend, man. Rest yeah, in rest in
1: rest peace. In peace. R. Lee Ermey, you the man. Favorite of mine, personally. Oh, man. He made those Texas Chainsaw movies. <laughs> I agree.
0: Yeah. Man, he really awesome. did.
1: So that's the email. That's the breaking news. That's,
0: that's it. Alrighty. Cool, man. Cool. Well, at least we got that email out of the way within a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Thank you for the email. It's
0: good stuff. Um, we didn't
1: really comment on it. Huh? Do you think he's right? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen... Pol- I, I Wait, did Poltergeist... No, i never seen Poltergeist 2. 3. I haven't seen it in a Three. long time. Oh, before. shit. You're yeah, talking about part... s- I've only seen Poltergeist 1 and 2 in the remake. I've never seen 3. Do you like Part 2? I haven't I, seen it in a long time. Oh, it didn't make my top 10 of
0: 1986. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually not a big fan of Part 2. The, I'm not really a big lore... fan of any of them, honestly. The, the lore in Part 2 just kind of... Ah, I just find it so stale and the whole Native American. I don't know. It just everything about it just kind of bugs me. But I actually like part three, even though Jeremy. Would probably I've actually
1: heard from a lot of people that they prefer part three.
0: It's the setting of it, man. It's in a high riser. I just I, I like the effects in it. It's a fun film. And plus, it's got the it's got one of my favorite poster arts of all time.
1: Yeah. If yeah. you guys ever notice when we talk, discuss like trilogies and franchises to do, I never bring up Poltergeist.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't. And which there's yeah, four of those,
1: but yeah, it's because I, I never want to do it. I, I mean, I'm sure we will eventually, but it's not something on the top of my radar what, that I want to cover.
0: What was uh, what was your you, you seen the remake though, right?
1: Yeah, I seen the remake.
0: Did you like it? Was it? Right,
1: it's okay. It was like it. it was very bland, but it was it was okay. It was like a six point five seven. Out of 10. It, it
0: was very hit miss with me too. I thought they did some good things okay in that film, but they did a lot of things that were, there was a lot of stupidness to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know if we ever do it we'll get into it but there was so many little quirky stupid things in that film i thought were ridiculous but poltergeist yeah all right well let's move along here and uh, we'll get into this week's uh, box office brawl uh, let's get ready to rumble
1: ring ring-a-ding-a-ding all right. So, uh, we posted it on the page. I assume that you don't have it pulled up, Jeremy. Um very much like the contests.
2: I will pull it up right now. So, this week we have Rampage and Truth or Dare.
1: Well, we had it last week, but we the the results are in.
2: All right. So, I guess 40 million for Rampage, 10 million for Truth or Dare. JP, oh man, this is this horrible grammar JP went next and he picked 35 million for Rampage and 14 million for Truth or Dare and Moots picked 35 for Rampage He split us
1: I split him Wait Yeah, what? What?
2: You didn't say what you fucking were gonna guess for Rampage, bro.
1: Ooh, Moods? Yeah, you did. Who did? Huh? I'm Did I re- not write set. it there? Oh, I said thirty-seven point five. I lost anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I forgot to write it in there. Yeah, but you forgot to I write did it say there. it in the chat.
0: Yeah, I went under. That's right.
2: And then Moods went thirty-five for Rampage and twelve million for Truth or there. And the results are in. Rampage this weekend made thirty. These are estimated thirty four million. 34 Five hundred
0: thousand. Damn, I was right on the mark there.
2: Quiet place made
0: thirty-two million
2: six hundred thousand. So another stellar week for a Quiet Place. And Truth or Dare, the big shocker this week. came in at nineteen million
1: and eighty thousand. Nineteen. Listen, million. dude, I had I had I had strategy behind this pick. So I knew that Rampage typically makes uh, between thirty-five million. And forty million because all of the rocks movies of recent times have come in between those numbers on opening weekend, so I figured it would make the same. Unfortunately, I went a little too high. Moods wins that one versus me, Uh, so um, that would take it ten to nine for Moods versus me. I'm never gonna win. And uh, so he takes the lead on, on me there, but I picked. better closer than jeremy so i get a point there which takes me to 15 uh to seven for jeremy versus me uh
0: so 15 to 7 you
2: You fucking asshole
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so you're getting your shitter blown out there man damn it's not
2: the first time it's happened so
0: (laughs) and then
1: moods versus jeremy moods takes it so that takes him 11 to 7 for moods versus jeremy moods in the lead 11 to 7 and then when you factor in the second thing it takes uh me to 10 to 10 to moods because i beat him on truth or dare uh that's 16 funny. to 7 for jeremy i'm close to getting my blu ray and uh i guess who would moods would lose that one so jeremy gains a point on moods which takes it 11 to 8
0: man that truth or dare that's very I- You know, honestly, I called it. it I called it. Listen, Blumhouse, all of their
1: recent movies have not gone under 14. And another movie that just came out last year, Friend Request, I felt like it was the exact same movie. It was the same target audience, same kind of buzz. But
2: it made no money. What? Friend Request. It made 14
1: on opening weekend. That's why I guess.
2: Did it not? No. Friend Request? It made. It made $2 million on opening weekend. Total really? domestic gross was $3,759,000. Is
1: that Blumhouse? What? Where did I get this information? That's not Blumhouse. It's Entertainment Studios. Uh, what am I thinking of then? I'm thinking of another movie that came out last year. Wish Upon? No, it was a Blumhouse movie.
0: Shit Shit Man? That
1: wasn't Blumhouse. <laughs> no, that wasn't Blumhouse. I don't know. Bye Bye what, Man I'm
0: that. not sure which one you're talking about. Uh, okay, let me see. Here. But, I mean, I should have, honestly, I should have known better.
1: No, oh, that wasn't last year. A
0: PG-13 film called Truth or Dare. Hmm.
1: Oh, it was uh, a Ouija uh, from two oh, years Ouija ago. Ouija 2. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that that did fourteen. Oh, The million. Origin Evil. Yeah. That was actually a yeah. good film.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I was saying. Oh no, it was unfriended that I was thinking of from 2015. Did 15 million, and I thought that they, these movies felt around the same.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, Truth or Dare sucks, cock. Anyway, so
0: it doesn't actually surprise me. Again, PG 13, that market. Truth or Dare yeah, is the title. Yeah,
2: everybody was saying it's gonna bomb. Place.
1: Yeah, but I, I feel like... I That's feel like probably the, why he did different. so
0: well, though, because people went and saw A Quiet Place and they went and seen fucking Truth or Dare right after.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Got but, him in the I fucking mode. But I think
1: that it's also... The, this is a teen film. Quiet Place is not a mark marketed towards teens, really. You, you know what I mean? Even though mm. that you're going to get a crossover from it being PG-13 and it's the only horror that came out that week. Yeah. Uh, being A Quiet Place the, a week ago, the week before... But at the same time, I don't think it's really going to hurt a film that, that is centered around teens. Oh. I, I mean, it did a lot better than I get. I, I think that anybody besides me was giving it credit for. Like I said, I came in at 14. Uh, and it even did better than what I thought.
2: I don't understand.
0: <laughs> I, I it, it actually doesn't <sighs> surprise me. It, I mean, look at PG-13 and the title. I mean... But the movie sucks. You think people yeah. would say, "Oh, I'm not going to go see it." But it's, it's only one day. That I, I mean, we're these numbers are based well, first on of the two days. First thi- of all, totals, The movie
1: right? does not suck. Okay, um, Andrew Short gave it a nine out of ten.
0: Oh my Fuck, god! Of course. How I, do have, you- I haven't even seen the movie yet. And I know that shit ain't a 9 out of fucking 10.
1: Come on. It's definitely it's definitely not a 9 out of 10 to me. 100% sure. But I definitely liked it more than Jeremy did. I think Carly liked it more than Jeremy did. Uh, which, to put this into context a little bit, Carly hated Happy Death Day. I liked Happy Death Day. Uh, That's why Carly's my I,
0: girl, man. That's by Carly, yeah. Happy Death, I, I, Happy Shit Day.
1: So, so Truth or Dare definitely has, to, I, I'll review it this episode. Happy so fucking colon blow day. Today. uh yeah jeremy had a ton of problems with truth or dare that weren't actually problems you know what fuck you jp no listen i i if you guys seen our text back and forth i pretty much like explain like he just wasn't paying attention
0: or something i explained like at least seven
1: things he was too busy focusing on
0: those 14 year olds getting more fucking vagina than (laughs) him (laughs)
2: <laughs> and you said stupid shit too, so fuck you. I didn't really say stupid shit. Well, I called you out on one thing that you were wrong on.
1: It wasn't. It, it wasn't really wrong. It was just like a different Guys, perspective. This is a PG-13 film.
0: You, you should be getting nothing wrong. I'm sure the narrative's not that complex. It actually uh, is a
1: little it, complicated. Yeah, it is pretty stupid. <laughs> it, the rules <laughs> of like how the game works are not super easy to follow. Hence yeah. why Jeremy was dumb as helling all over the place when he was talking about it. But they 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 were they were they were not overly complicated. I picked it up, but they definitely if you're not paying attention, you could get lost on, on how the rules work. The ending's just retarded. I don't know how I feel about the ending. It's dumb. Well the reason you think it's dumb doesn't make sense. I, I think It doesn't like,
2: make sense, that's why it's dumb.
1: It, it does make sense. You just didn't understand it. I explained <laughs> it to you. <laughs> mm, it's
2: it's just it's such a cop out ending, in my opinion. To be honest with you,
1: I because think it makes that, total because sense. Because it's, it's, it's going to be the foreshadowed end of the in the beginning. Now,
2: now it's going to huh? be the end of the world. Well, eventually. That's so stupid that that's this weird. is going to be the cause of what's going to end the fucking human race. Is there
1: really a thing that's not stupid that can end the world? What about but a nukes. fucking game of truth or dare? I think nukes are pretty
2: stupid. Stupider than a game of truth or dare that fucking possesses people to make them fucking kill each you're, other.
1: You're, you're fixated on the fact that it's a truth or dare thing and instead of just the fact that it's a curse. It's it's a curse. It's just that's how it's being played out for the reasons that of the person who set the curse. Stun.
0: <laughs> uh. Okay. Can't wait to see this one. Sounds so next week amazing.
1: <laughs> not next week, but the week after. No, it's the uh, there week is after
0: one that. Them, The week
1: after that, but we won't be recording in time for it. So we're just going to throw out our numbers now. Uh, it comes out May fourth, and we won't be recording because of the seventy six show. We won't be covering box office brawl, obviously. Uh, so that is Bad Samaritan. Anybody know anything about it? Nope.
2: But I have a feeling it's going to go down the same role as friend request, and it's going to make no money.
1: All right. So who wants to throw out a, a title here? It's horror thriller, uh, starring David Tennant and directed by Dean Devlin, pre- presented by Electronic L- Electric Entertainment. We do not have the theater count. If it does come out by that time, and it's under uh, what like two thousand a thousand under a thousand we won't count it uh but as, as far as we know it's nationwide what does that actually mean who knows uh so what are you what are you coming at jeremy 4.5 million
0: moods add some merit to god this thing whew. just reading the synopsis on it a pair of burglars stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they intend to rob that's actually kind of cool sounding. Yeah,
1: it's
2: not too bad.
0: Are we doing um? Hmm.
1: Actually, we we might as well do breaking in as well because we won't have a show for that. Why? So, so B- bad Samaritan. That sounds kind of cool actually. But uh, Jeremy said, "What'd you say, Jeremy?" Four point
0: five million. Four point five. Fuck. Jesus. Uh. Yeah, I don't know, man. If this one's gonna, I don't know if this one's gonna hit the mark either.
1: I'll just go. All right, go ahead.
0: All right, I'm going to come in about six. I think Uh, it might Jesus, man. I know. Jeremy's uh, so low. Coming in lower is hard.
1: uh, Mood says six. I'll say 4.6. Oh, you're
2: such a (laughs) a cocksucker. <laughs> what a fucking cocksucker!
0: That's funny. I I just don't know.
1: I have nowhere. I have no idea what to go with it. At <laughs> least go at five four point six. Yeah, I, I don't that's know where to
0: shit. put this one on the on the scale either. I have
1: no idea the the scale of it. I haven't seen anything of it, so I'm just I'm my b- guess is purely on Jeremy's guess. That's <laughs> that's uh, Jer- Moods probably made the best call with going over. If he wasn't going to go under, it's probably best to go over.
2: At least he didn't go four point six. <laughs> <laughs> okay so
1: breaking in i actually think this movie looks really kind of interesting uh it's like a you know a, a, a female driven uh you, you know well i'm not gonna be racist but the black folks always show up for these horror movies so yeah which is it's technically labeled as a thriller it's done by Universal.
0: Uh, but it's, it's still a black person film. It has
1: Rihanna in the trailer singing. You know that that's
0: gonna how hi- does that even mean it's a black be- person film? It's like, it, like a Tyler it's, Perry. It's like like, it's
1: like, uh, all bla- like the the lead is black, the black uh, woman. The family's black.
2: Everybody's black. So it's one of those movies. It's like a Tyler Perry film.
1: It's like uh, Black Panther. <laughs> sure, good. Yeah, predict Black Panther numbers, Jeremy.
0: Well, they're fucking amazing. So yeah, but there's black people out there saying. That's that's a white ass film, man. But there was that movie that came out a
2: few weeks ago called. uh, uh, It started with an A, but that movie made a shit ton of money because fucking Tyler Perry produced it, even though it's gotten horrible reviews. Oh,
1: oh, okay, okay. So this comes out on Mother's Day, too, and it's a it's a female empowerment film. Uh, That could be beneficial. Mother's daughters going together. That's the name of that fucking stupid ass Tyler Perry movie. I think this movie is going to do well. What's it going up against, really? Anything good? Uh, it's going up against a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. So, uh, Overboard. That looks kind of. L- L- Life's a party. It's going up against Overboard. Comes out the week before.
2: I mean, Tully might do something. That's the yeah. new Di- Di- Diablo
1: Cody film. Yeah. Do we have a rating on? It's not yet rated. According, it's going to be PG thirteen. What breaking in? most likely? Be- yeah, it's... most likely pg No, it is PG-13. INDB I'm... says oh,
0: PG-13. So. Okay,
1: yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine mm. that film being all.
0: Okay, but, but a woman fights to protect her family during a home invasion? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, have you not seen the trailer to this? No, I haven't. Oh, I Oh, dude, I, it, it, it's... I'm gonna be honest. You should it see who the director height, is,
2: dude. <laughs> it's the fucking whitest dude. He's whiter than I am.
0: You don't that, have that, to be... That's actually impossible.
2: Well, it's true. Look at him.
0: But <laughs> what is this I, guy doing? Marco Polo. Oh,
1: he so, directed so Ninja this movie. Sizing? Wow. Basically, it's about a woman who has her kids, and these people are in the house, and they they kidnap the kids, and she's trying to get in there to get back her kids. Uh, but it's it, the house has like sh- uh, steel shutters that come down and stuff like that. It's it's pretty. Basic looking, but at the same time, it looks like it's very heavily on like the female empowerment, like just the way that the, the, the mother is acting in the child. Well, I'm
2: just is. gonna go see it so I can get a digital copy of Truth or Dare, this movie, Halloween, and The Purge. So, if you see all four, they give you a free digital copy of all of them. So, yeah, <laughs> how do you do that?
0: Is that just through if you
2: go to Regal, if you see them at Regal, oh, I don't I don't get Regal, you have a Regal crown called Clard, and you use it. When you buy tickets for all four of them, they give you a digital copy for all the Blumhouse films.
1: That's kind of cool. This is yeah. Blumhouse. I would it's assume Universal. It's, it's Universal. Hmm. Bl- Blumhouse is like a subsidiary of Universal, right? Yeah. So. Well,
0: I will say, man, I, I do like you know some home invasion shit, and I also like Gabriel Black Union. No.
1: <laughs> Dude, no. What
0: did he say? Black people. Black people. I I love Gabriel <laughs> Union, man. She's fucking hot um yeah she is too she's, so she looks she's nice so i mean that's, that's a good combination pg-13 that kind of uh, i don't know man i find that some pg-13 home invasion films can be a little bit tame
1: well it's not it's not a horror film so it's gonna be tame it's a, the
0: thriller yeah it is you know dubbed as a thriller so yeah that is true you that have to look true. at
1: it like a thriller as well
0: hmm well and you know i'll go first <sighs> okay 18 million 18 mil wow you're really ooh, wow Mids? you're thinking that you know this is playing off the success of uh, Black Panther and
2: black people like their movies that are dedicated to black people
0: okay
1: <laughs> It's true bro um, you, think the, all the, the Tyler uh, Perry you know what's funny this is kind of a callback when <laughs> when when we first started this box office brawl, it started in a chat with me and Jeremy. And he we were talking about All Eyes on Me, which was the Tupac film. And he was saying it was gonna bomb, and I was like, uh-uh, not so sure, buddy. First of all, it's about a famous rapper, and second of all, black people will show up for this film. It's 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 the demographic. And I was that's actually how box office brawl started. So he's taking my thunder right now.
2: Well, that's why Tyler Perry makes a bunch load of movies because they make a shit ton of money because all the black people like movies that have black main characters in it. I'm not being racist. It's true.
1: I mean, in a generalizing way, when you go to see a film like Get Out, more of the audience is black than white. Yeah. In my case, at least. So I mean, yeah. Like, of course they. Like, I don't. I think they should support. Jesus uh, Christ! I, I just.
0: I, it's so fucked up, man. I don't even think of shit like that. I never once ever thought that movies were gonna do better based on that. It, well, it, it's we, so do, fu-
1: we do. When See, we See with think, Tupac, like, I. Under-
0: right? I mean, it does. It does make sense. I mean, but Tupac is like you know he's a famous. He's a famous rapper, which yeah, is also he's
1: a, he's a he's a leader in. You know, a lot of people. He was very. Political with black rights as well. So well, I mean, of course,
0: of course. But it's also you know it's you know to the the whole hip hop community too, which we all know there's mixed races, makes upon mixed races that love hip hop music, right? So you're bringing in that whole crowd, not just black people. um people well, it's not like and, and, only
1: and, and, black people are going to go see it. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, yeah, there's
2: not a giant sign above the theater that says blacks only. it's Like, <laughs> come on,
1: dudes! This show's gotten awfully racist, guys.
0: Um. Yeah, breaking it, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. I'm going really low on this. I'm gonna go about eight. I don't yes. think it's gonna do that great. So Luke
1: says eight. Jeremy says what six, what What'd you say? I don't remember. He said like you 18. Said f- Seven. eight, 16? seventeen, sixteen. What'd you say? 18? 18. 17. He didn't say seventeen.
0: I think 15? he said eighteen. I think he said eighteen. Yeah, I think he said eighteen. Sure.
1: All right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say.
0: Well, I can't imagine you not splitting us here.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to say 18.1. Fuck, you're going, wow. What a <laughs> fucking dick. Twice in a row. It, but it doesn't matter if I say what a 18.5 or 18.1. You know, it, It's going to do over 18, I think. All right. I think it's going to, man. I, I do think, I, I, And the reason I say that, it's a holiday. It's Mother's Day. I think a lot of mother, daughter... Uh, groups can go see this which gives you two tickets instead of one uh i think that obviously um typically when you do see a a female empowerment movie they do well they have been doing well as of recently and i think that that's gonna factor in uh having this badass chick as the lead who clearly in the trailer looks badass and is willing to do anything for her kids i think that i think it's gonna do well it looks like a good movie to me i'm gonna check it out uh, I think that, it, I think that it, it'll it do around 20, really, but I'm going to say 18.1 to be a douche.
0: I just personally think that the PG-13 rating is actually going to hurt this one. But
1: but you're looking at it from a horror... I think you're... Just based on what I'm seeing here, it sounds like you're looking at it from a, a horror perspective. No. As if, like, it's... It, I, like, I'm people looking, go I, out
0: and see... I'm looking just, at the fact the that, like, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, kids that are able to get into a film like this, it's not going to appeal to them. Right, and I don't. I don't, th- think, I don't think it's, it's going to appeal to a lot of adults not, either. Being PG thirteen, this is
1: not marketed at towards kids. One hundred percent. This exactly. is not a, exactly.
0: it. Exactly. And that's another it, reason why it's gonna not going to do as kids. well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, just don't think, think it's going to intrigue a lot of adults, either, to be honest. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I mean, we've been we've been right, we've been wrong. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, we mean you split a lot. We're ten we're uh 10 and 10 right now so mm-hmm. <laughs> jeremy sucks well we already know that <laughs> in his own game <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Do you expect uh, anything
1: else that is blocks off his brawl. i am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work they will say that i have shed innocent blood what's blood for
3: just not for shedding. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Have you checked children? children, children. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while?
0: See what happens. You're oh, You're Aw, yeah, getting into the dub, dub, dub portion of the show. Yeah, that is what we watched, where we go round tree, review a bunch of shitty-ass movies, give our shitty-ass ratings, and then pass the baton to the next Patreon reviewer. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, you want to start us off this week? Sure, let's go back to some plastic
2: dicks. Okay, we're going to be talking about Dick Shark from the year 2016 with a running time of 200 minutes. Which is uh, three hours and twenty minutes long. So it's two, uh, so it's two hundred minutes. I'll convert it to Jerry retard time. Three hours and twenty
0: minutes long. So, question: uh, Did
1: you take my advice and watch it in
2: in pieces? I watched <clears throat> it fifty fifty. I got a question. Oh, I,
0: I, I got I got a question here. This has to be one of the longest horror films of all time.
2: It's not a horror film. Come on. It's not a horror film.
0: well, I mean, I guess if you put it into that type of category, but still, it's
2: basically just sh- Bill Subbub plays like this uh, science scientist character, and his roommate steals this cream that is supposed to make your dick big. but instead it makes it into a shark. and <laughs> it basically it goes up into girls' muffs and eats their muffs, and that's basically about it. And along the way, it's just Bill Subbub and long scenes with naked women touching them and talking about this dick shark. And that's about it. It's just one scene after another of this shark that's poorly molded. It looks like it fucking went into a creepy crawler machine and it shot out this. It's just horribly molded when you really look at it. Now, Bill Sabub, I have nothing against Bill Seboe. I do. I mean, it's like, I I just feel like all he does is he makes these movies that he's, able to touch girls tits and fadges and all this stuff and get extreme close ups of softcore porn type of, of of scenes that really have nothing to do with horror films whatsoever and he makes like 20 of these a fucking year and he releases them at places like Cinema Wasteland for idiots to buy them and I'm not saying everybody who buys them are idiots but I'm saying that oh, everybody who buys them is are idiots so <laughs> I mean I, I, I don't know if he's a bad dude I've never met him even when me and Moods went to Wasteland, I never met him or anything like that. But I just think it's like, it, 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 they, they have no purpose. I mean, why do you have to make a film named Dick Shark be two hundred minutes long, and eight minutes of that is just him talking to this girl, and uh, maybe every three or four minutes he touches their tits and then backs off, and then has more dialogue about this how he fucking created this freaking Dick Shark thing. Out of a cream, it's just it's uh, it's frustrating after a while of watching this the same thing over and over and over again, and like some of the girls actually aren't that bad looking, and it's like I have no idea how he's able to talk these girls into doing the stuff that they do, uh, you know, uh, giving a a dick shark a blowjob, it's like uh, uh, or having it like rub up against the muff. We don't see no penetration. We don't see the dick shark actually go into the pussy, but we see it rub up a lot of the time. It's just, uh
1: it's dumb (laughs) my my thing is man like obviously i don't know bills is a above he could be an awesome dude but i've seen a couple of his films and i just i just feel like i wouldn't like the guy based on the type of movies he makes like he's very offensive but it's not in a funny way and i think that it's annoying and i think it's even more messed up that he Charges people for this stuff. Uh, it's it should be doesn't charge I, much. I don't know, man. Really? Okay. Well, that's a plus. You know, I, I guess you're gonna if you're if you're willing to buy a film like Dick Shark, you kind of know what you're getting into. Um,
2: Out of two hundred minutes,
1: I just don't know. I just don't really necessarily um, like that style of filmmaking. Like, I think that it's it's one of the. Debates that I have with myself often where it's like Everything should be allowed to be said and made and 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 things like that. I'm, I'm all for that But it almost sucks that in this age It's a it's a it's a double-edged sword because everybody can make a movie, which is cool But it's everybody can make a movie which is not cool uh, because then you get because I got Worst horror movie, which is one of his films. You know, thinking that it would be something obviously bad but funny. And it was not bad. It was not funny. <laughs> it was definitely bad. Mm-hmm. It was like trying to be like offensive in like a South Parky type way. But it completely fell flat. Like none of the jokes worked. I think, I think
2: the crazy. idea is like fine if it was like
1: <laughs> 40
2: minutes. But it's like when you push the three-hour mark of watching the same thing over and over again – gets to be a little bit too much so i
1: wish he didn't make movies <laughs> because every once in a while you could accidentally get a hold of a bill's Bub film
2: Maybe mike you haven't have... said anything
0: yeah well, i was just waiting for you guys to finish um i've met bill before he's a pretty nice guy actually it was kind of funny man i was i met i talked to bill for a few minutes at, at wasteland and um he actually had to go do something, and I was looking at the table and, you know, the films and stuff, and there was... Yeah, he probably you know,
2: had to go make the next scene for his 18,000 movie. <laughs> well,
0: it's funny, because there's, Because that's like, what it
2: looks like. Like, you watch him and be like, this looks like a hotel room at fucking Wasteland. There
0: was people, people there cool. that were in his films that he was, you know, behind at his table and stuff. But um, it was funny, because he had to go do something, and I, start, I was talking to the guy uh, that was, you know, selling the merchandise. And I said, "So, what's you know, what of his films? Do you recommend?" And he looks at me and he's like, "I like the stuff that isn't the comedy stuff. <laughs> That's like straight up what he said to me." Is and there any? The, the yeah, there is. Some of his older stuff was a little bit more whorish, right? Um, and he and it was still offensive things, you know, like kind of like Zombie Christ and things like that. But um, but he said, like, well, pretty much what he's been doing in the last few years is just all this crazy comedy shit and. And it, it was kind of interesting to hear it right from that dude's mouth that was standing next to him, you know, and he's like, you know, it's one it, of the
1: it's 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 definitely exploitive, right? You, it, get, it's, this, it's you exploitive. get this concept that, that the people who watch like Full Moon and Troma, like the funny uh, over the top stuff, you, you get a plastic dick shark and you you're like, oh, like dick shark. That sounds crazy, funny, like ridiculous. And then you, but is it really a film, though? Is I just he don't actually, get
2: how he convinces the girls to be in these fucking movies. That's
1: because you can't convince a girl to do anything. That's the. Only I know, thing. but it's like, <laughs> but he's like,
2: but he's like going like full in there, fucking.
1: Look, well, if Bill Zebub could do it, you probably could too, Jeremy. Thanks.
0: I mean, he has fifty-three film credits, and it's like all movies and documentaries and shit. That it, so, I mean, people obviously know who he is in his area that he lives in shit. So, I mean, I guess that's how he gets people to do these films, but it's uh yeah to me man i agree though like dick shark santa claus a serial rapist clocks in at
2: two hours and five minutes
1: all of this you just feel embarrassed to charge somebody for something like that (laughs) that you know that you didn't put any time and effort into you just kind of got a bunch of people together and and just let the camera roll and pushed a fake plastic shark into somebody's vagina. And I mean, because from what Jeremy's—I haven't seen it, but from what Jeremy's saying, it's it's completely softcore porno. Well,
0: so, I, th- so I think a lot of this Nightmare stuff, on Elmo Street. It's straight two hours and four minutes. It's straight exploitive. I, he makes films to piss you off. Is is essentially what he's doing. Um, like a great example of a film, just by the China title, books. just by the title alone. Forgive me for raping you. I mean, that <laughs> title alone is super offensive it's like forgive me for raping you like come on it's got the word rape in it um jesus
1: the total
2: douchebag and it's two and it's two hours and 49 minutes
0: so rap rap sucks i've seen this movie these are all
1: offensive titles yeah i
0: get like this movie right here forgive me for raping you is not a comedy it's like a straight up like kind of drama type thing but the problem is with the movie is that it's the same thing over and over again It's about this dude that walks around and he rapes a girl and it just moves on to the next scene. It's like this dude walks around, finds another girl to rape, and then he rapes her. And it goes on and on and on and on. And you're just like, what the fuck? He makes movies that should be shorts. All these movies and ideas that he has... Are perfect like 20 25 minute shorts, not fucking two hours to three hours. That is the most offensive thing to me about Bill Zabub's films. Is simply the fact that he does not know when to fucking throw in the towel. I,
1: I just wish he made like a real film and, and shown that he can make a movie or, or I, 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 I like to see people when they make movies, I like to see them put all their effort in. It mm. just seems so effortless. And I think it's disrespectful to the craft is is kind of what I'm Mostly offended about, you know, I don't care if it's what he actually does as long as he's not hurting anybody or anything like that It could be I'm not offended at anything Like thank you for raping me or whatever like stuff like that doesn't offend me. It's more so just the oh, well It, 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 it does perfection. but
0: I mean I mean it's the the intent is there. It's there to offend It may not offend you personally but you know it offends Amazon. They can't sell his movies on there because it has rape in the title. But you know it has a picture of a priest groping a young girl, and and the title is "Please forgive me for raping you," <laughs> or "Forgive yeah. me for raping you." You know, it, do, it, it do you like
1: think that. it's disrespectful to the craft of just filmmaking, or do you not c- consider stuff like that?
0: Uh, I I don't. I mean, everybody yeah, has their... how he gets like Scarlet
2: Storm to be in his movie. Everybody she's, like, has a bad-looking girl. that's like
0: the right Ugh. to make films. Everybody has the right to make films. I mean, this is going back to the argument of, you know, back in the 80s when people, you know, grabbed their camcorders and started making homemade films, hence shot on video films. You know, the problem is now is that everybody can do that. And this is kind of a byproduct of that. Right there. This is like this is the 1980s but in modern times. Essentially is what it is. And the biggest problem with these type of films and having the access and the technology to do this is that it's watering down. My biggest problem is with these type of films is that it's watering down, you know, you know, the genre films and the exploitation films. films. Yeah. And the real, no budget films, the people, that's the problem. I mean, he's made 53 films in like, you know, last 10 years kind of thing, 12 years, whatever I I think,
1: uh, Dustin Mills just, uh, launched a Kickstarter or something for a sequel
0: that he wanted to do. Uh, You know stuff like that you know know Scarlet Storm Storm moods what's that you know Scarlet Storm I do I know the name I'd have to see her she isn't
2: that bad looking of a girl it's like I don't know how she how you don't have to be a bad looking girl but she's in like eight of his movies bro well maybe she's friends with him yeah but it's like I don't understand like why would even if you're friends it's like don't you have any dignity to at least ask your friend why this movie sucks
1: i i I don't i'm i'm fine with people making sucky movies if they tried real hard i just don't like people who don't try at all and then exploit people into buying their movies that and make a living off of of not trying not trying to make a film when you want to be a filmmaker it just seems silly to me it annoys me a little bit he could be a really nice guy i don't know I, i had this rant before like Two years ago, on, on three years ago, on *Bill's Above*, when I watched worst horror movie ever made, it, it just it annoys me. I think it hurts the craft of of you know indie films. I think that it, I think it's lazy. I just would be embarrassed if I made it. Yeah, and I don't think this guy is clearly he 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 likes making them, and he should be allowed. I I agree. He should well, be of, allowed. Course, of course, everybody should be able to make whatever they want. But I think that people th- shit should, should you know i think when give him a little shit for it i guess
0: i just think <laughs> when you have titles like jesus the total douchebag you know if you're going to people are buying that based on that hilarious title i mean that's ridiculous <laughs> jesus Which the total, I own that as well. total douchebag i i think people want you know a little bit more than they're going to get from his films that's the problem right he's not right. delivering anything except for he's giving you this big shock title and then everything he's in it he's just, just trying
1: kind of, i wish he would just freaking try damn it
0: yeah, like ant farm dick hole. That's a pretty funny title. Actually, it that, actually is. that actually is, in my opinion, that's the best Bill's above film I've ever seen. It's <laughs> it's got some decency to it. I mean, it's still the Bill's above level of filmmaking, but it's uh, it's it's actually made me laugh a couple times. I haven't seen the majority of his films, but I don't know. I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, mean
1: I, I, I it is what it is, man. I just. I like to see people put effort in when they make movies. That's all my thing. I, I like even the um I think what the biggest the difference
0: happen. I think that one what? of the biggest differences is we've talked about this many times. You know, today's filmmaking standards, like these indie type films, are kind of the equivalent of the 80 shot on video films. But the difference is back then is that they were they really heart. they were really putting their fucking their money and, and they're heart. and heart into, into these films, and a lot of people shit them like, oh, they're homemade and stuff because they don't like the look of the films. And yeah, everything is obviously low budget when you're filming on video and you're doing everything yourselves, like the uh, the Plonic Pol- uh, brothers and shit. Like, I mean, they did everything themselves. They filmed, wrote, you know, acted, and did I the that
1: passion. And, it and, it and, and that's the thing. Amazing to
0: me. And that's what made them legends in the game. You know, is because everyone saw the heart into these films. These feel to me that he has an idea. He has a shock title. And then he just goes out and, and just, and just films, whatever, you know, there's no, you you can feel that there's no actual heart in these films. And I think that's the biggest problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not the same as we were watching back in the 80s. And, you know, you can feel the heart and, you know, the standard was a lot different. I feel like these are thrown together. And he's disrespecting people by making them watch a three hour and twenty minute film. I mean, he's not making you watch it, but the pro the yeah. end product is three hours and twenty minutes, or two hours of the same scene over and over again. That's the fucking problem. You didn't see that. I mean, you did, you know, a little bit in the Polonia Brothers and shot on video films. They would repeat. Like even one if you thing- are
1: expecting a completely awful movie, maybe you like awful movies. Yeah, the level of
0: you at know, least they just were tolerable. showing the
1: same thing over and over again with no real. Yeah. You know, thought or concern about wasting people's time. Well, no real narrative.
0: You know, it's just that's the difference between these films and those films. There's no heart. There's no passion in these. Like, does make a movie and like, is he thinking to himself, I want people to like this? I don't know what he's thinking. You know, he'd be he, he would be a very interesting guy to interview i bet you dave would know
2: if you could I bet be you dave, dave seems like somebody who would be friendly with him if you could be mr parker oh yeah. for sure i mean parker? for parker?
0: sure he's probably met him a million times dave mm-hmm. goes to cinema wasteland you know both times a year yeah. um but yeah you're right he would be interesting to interview if you could sit there you know and not back like away you from really your own opinion the guy, no but that's the thing that's the thing if you well, could sit not? there and, he it, offends everybody else if you could <laughs> sit there and not back away from your opinion and hold it just hold your ground jp and ask bill zubub straight up like anything you had on your mind about his filmmaking and his what he does it would be a, it would make for a really interesting interview right
1: yeah i can, i mean i would do that like i wouldn't be afraid to to say what i think about it i'm sure he's heard a lot worse i would love to hear his uh, mind,
0: mind state his mindset in some of these films cuz i truly believe he just comes up with a shock title and then just rolls with it that's and essentially what his filmmaking. I, I think,
1: yeah, like with no effort, doesn't have any plan. Just I'm gonna keep shooting, and I'm gonna put it on disc, and I'm gonna sell it. Yep. And hopefully, people will buy it based on the shock title. Uh, I I wonder. Like, this can't be his only job, right? Like, he has to have a job.
0: <laughs> You'd be no surprised. Idea. You'd be surprised, man. I, I don't know. I assume that he probably he probably works at uh, Five Guys or something. I don't know, but. Can you see him cooking your fucking burger with that fucking <laughs> long ass hair. I don't know. We, we shouldn't rip out. into him. We, we shouldn't. I mean, personally, I mean, we can talk shit about yeah, his I films. I don't want to personally. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. we shouldn't attack him personally because that's not. That's totally not fair. And I apologize for that. But um, <laughs> I, I really, that is not
1: me. I really, do, I
0: really do. I shouldn't. I shouldn't attack him personally. But I mean, you know, we can still judge his films. Yeah, because they're out there. They're I, art, hey, he and puts that's it out there right? exactly. But. That's what I'm going with, man, but I truly think an interview with him would be quite interesting. Cuz you got lots to talk about. I mean, if you could sit through some of his films, you got definitely lots of uh, material to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, man, this whole process I'd like to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs>
1: there was a I found a, a picture I, I, of a sale that he had on his website. 30 movies for 150 bucks or 10 movies for 70.
0: So it doesn't charge
1: of film. too much, but I mean, I got three for fifteen. I, I
0: 15. Wait, yeah, so I think it was. I think it was towards the end of. I want to say yeah, it must have been. I think it was on Sunday towards the end of the day. That's what it was, and I ended up getting three of his films for fifteen. So you know, five dollars. I mean, I you know, he made all his money back on his films there. I um, wonder if he considers
1: <laughs> himself a filmmaker.
0: I, I mean. I would assume with 53 credits.
2: Does he write a script for a three hour long movie?
0: I doubt (laughs) it. I I feel like he ad-libs everything because he stars in pretty much all of his films. So he has, like I said, he has these ideas and he probably, he probably just tells his actors and actresses, you know, to follow his lead. Probably
1: make a movie
0: though. Follow his lead. He
1: probably has enough experience to make like, you know, semi entertaining film.
0: I think so too. I think so too. If he just if he stepped away from trying to shock people with the title and these ridiculous ideas like Dick Shark,
1: mm-hmm. like Bill his Sibub movies also are pretty a weekly racist. radio show. <laughs> the like the the worst horror movie I ever I'm, I'm pretty sure is it, it was really racist and almost like in a cringy way too.
2: Phil Sebub has a weekly radio show on ninety one point one FM, airing Monday nights at midnight until three a.m. Tuesday morning, Eastern really? time. So Bob plays the character Professor Dum Dum, scientist of music and human behavior, who hails from Germany. The professor plays heavy metal music and discusses topics with callers. Really, JP fucking Moods had a radio show. Anybody could
1: have a radio show. So you're saying Moods sucks?
2: I don't know. I didn't listen. Because
1: anybody me. can have a radio show. It's true, though. <laughs> we have a radio show, technically.
0: Not technically. Well, I mean, technically, I was live. I was actually on live. Radio. But, anyways, the point is, um yeah, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, serial rapist. I mean, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, man? I mean,
1: listen. I think it's the names are are funny enough to like. I would maybe watch that for a second, but the quality is not there at all to even just be funny.
0: No. That's that's offensive to me. <laughs> I mean, he has—he so, literally has a movie called The Most Offensive Comedy Ever Made. Is that the racist film that you're talking about? Because I could imagine how racist that shit probably was. No,
1: it was worst horror movie ever made was pretty racist, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh. I must
2: i, I must have watched the uncut version of Dick Shark because Dick Shark is over two hours and the uncut version is about three and a half hours. That's what it says on his website. How did you watch this film? Did you buy it?
0: No. You, you never want to watch uncut versions of low-budget films. like It's like Boarding House. There's one cut and there's one that's like another hour longer and it just feels like they put the raw footage in there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I wonder
1: if we could start a Patreon to make Bill Zabub stop making movies. Wait a minute. I know that chick. That chick's a porno chick. How the hell did she get in this shit too now? Dude, you're obsessed with the fact that he gets cute girls to film movies.
0: Is she in Santa Claus Serial Rapist? (laughs) Or Jesus, the daughter of God. <laughs> this guy has an obsession. Anyway, with, can guy, I, Can we move on? He has an obsession with with like religion and shit. It's ridiculous. Obviously, he's not a. Well, he's not religion a, is. He's fabulous. not a Jesus fan here, man. He's not a Jesus he, fan because he has
2: a two hour documentary on his YouTube channel called "The King of the Bee Movies," Bill Subub. So I No, guess you're could, not. No, that's actually that's actually does. a movie.
0: Well, it's actually one of his films.
2: Oh yeah, it looks like a documentary. Well, he calls like- himself in a, he calls himself an tour, which is like what the fuck
0: <laughs> Yeah, King of movies. It's a, yeah, B movies. It's a documentary that he did a few years ago. So I don't I don't know about King, but he definitely has a lot of B movies. Are these B? No, these are fucking yeah, Z. These are these are Z and Z films. Yeah. So
1: Alright, let's move on. We spent way too much time on Dick Shark. I'll go next with another <laughs> film about Dicks uh the beast from 1975 (laughs) yep that's right this is a french film la Bête, or whatever i'm not gonna try what i try i don't know uh i actually had this as a screener from arrow way back in the day when they did their little uh check disc thing that we used to get you guys know those right yep yeah pre-production discs And I actually had an umbrella screener that I I didn't watch. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, I didn't watch because I thought it was a horror movie when I requested it. And I guess it is. But then when I saw the disc, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like horror at all. But apparently it kind of is. So uh, it's fantasy horror, essentially. Okay. I had a hard time following this film from what I gathered. It follows...
0: Did this... you not just give Jeremy shit for not being able to follow Truth or Dare? Dude, this is way more
1: complicated than <laughs> Truth or Dare. This is like pure... Uh, <laughs> it's super art housey. Basically, it follows this group of people. I don't know if they're related, if they're family, if they're just this house, like what it is. the The film opens up with a horse sex scene where the these two horses are are going at it and animals and and horse penis and horse vagina and stuff like that <laughs> so it's it's 100% like we all
2: got films graphic. that has to do with fucking animals because I got one too yeah
1: so well actually well, I, I think that was the point that yeah, was the I, I did oh, too, yeah, that I, was purposeful the I same guy gave us these <laughs> Yeah. I haven't been able
0: to find the one that, that yeah I read,
1: so uh, essentially these animals are having sex, and there's there's this group of people. I couldn't follow the dialogue that much. I didn't know who was who, what was what. There's this girl who's having a, a sneaky sex with this black guy. Uh, and then there's this other girl who comes in. I don't know what that girl with the black guy had purpose for. There's there's these weird taboo scenes where these kids are in the room while they have sex, like in the closet or, or something. Like She hides them in the closet so she can have sex with this guy secretly. And Then there's another scene where they're like on the bed sleeping. So there's this weird like taboo aspect of this film and then There's what I assume is supposed to be some sort of marriage There's this guy that has this cast on his hand and he's marrying this other girl But they don't know each other it seems like so I don't know what was up with that Essentially the third act is where all the action happens. We eventually follow this girl she has this dream in which there's a Bigfoot-style beast monster that chases her and rips her clothes off and tries to have sex with her. She climbs a tree, and he basically licks her vagina a bunch, and he eventually jizzes out of his gorilla penis. Uh, Then she wakes up, and she's like, Oh, what what happened there? I'm, I'm, I'm very, very aroused right now. She goes and checks on this dude. He's asleep, so she goes back masturbates a little, falls back asleep, then she has sex with this beast, or gets raped by it, you don't really know. Then she wakes up again, goes, checks on the dude, nothing, goes back to her dream, and the beast basically dies from over-sex. And she wakes up, goes into that other room, and it turns out the guy was the beast all along because his hand has a beast claw on it. And so it's some sort of weird narrative between dream and reality, and and bestiality, and half-human, half-beast stuff going on. And they show a lot of, uh, you know, close-ups of vagina and and fake beast penis. Uh, and they actually have this jizz effect where the the beast uh, orgasms a bunch, and this white jizzy stuff comes out all the time. And they show that a bunch <laughs> of times. Jizzy uh, stuff. <laughs> it, it, uh, man <laughs> this movie was something else dude like it is a very bizarre movie it honestly isn't that bad like it sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous it's not that bad it has this interesting sort of dream sounds artifact. like duty
2: and the beast it,
1: it, it, a lot of people actually say that even though the director says that it was not inspired or has oh really yeah uh because i did read that but Fun. Definitely, the there's an introduction on the Arrow Blu-ray with uh, somebody, not the director. I don't know who he was. I can't remember, but he says that the guy who made this had like a fascination with porn. So it makes sense <laughs> because there's definitely more a lot specifically bestiality porn. Yeah, uh, there's there's all these. I mean, I think that the idea it, it's very. It's probably very pretentious. I would say that the idea is that the inner beast within in us and and our sexual desires and and all these things because the film's about sex and beasts and I believe that's probably what the director was getting at. Or
0: simply dreams can come true. <laughs> it,
1: it, it, it's. It, I'll tell you right now, it is very ridiculous to see this costumed gorilla with this like fake tongue. Shoving it up a girl's vagina while she's hanging from a tree and giving her and giving the beast a foot job with her with her feet until Ew. it just that's, out. Fuck, that's so, gross. So it's a very, very graphic, weird movie. It's very French. It's very French. It's very, French. It's very just odd. It's I was it's with you. I was on guess. board
0: with you until you started talking about feet jobs. Fuck that shit, man. Feet are gross.
1: Yeah, feet are gross, but gorilla dicks are gross too, so you know. Seems like they deserve to be together. Red rockets <laughs> are the worst. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous looking. Oh, I, I heard I don't think it have would. like
2: a a, a solemn laugh in the background. <laughs> Did my I, red rocket joke make you
0: laugh? Yeah, it's just because my dog had a red rocket thing this morning, and it's it's funny that you said that.
2: That's why I would never have a guide dog because I cannot stand <laughs> to look at fucking red
0: rockets. It is disgusting. What it actually it? is gross.
1: fucking nasty Uh, so the movie itself not my cup of tea obviously
0: it was interesting why is it obvious because it's all about but you're Mexican doesn't your family host like donkey shows and shit no, like donkeys Dude, that's, where's that's, kelly a, that's, a, that's a big that's like, kelly. that's a mexican staple right there man or fucking where's donkey the sexy
1: shows son? she's the sexy stud. It, 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 the movie doesn't ha- hold that much weight to me even if you factor in all the concepts of of primitive like sexual desires and beasts and stuff. It, it's just to me i could do without it it's it's kind of funny at first when you start seeing this beast it's really ridiculous like you feel you're like what the hell am I watching I hope nobody walks in while I'm watching this because this, this just looks,
0: well I know what I'm watching after we record tonight man because I yeah. still haven't checked this out I've had the arrow I picked it up on an arrow sale a long time ago and I just haven't watched I knew what I was kind of getting myself into because I kept hearing a lot of things about mm-hmm. dick and like bestiality and shit And I was like well you know <laughs> kind of have to be in the right mood for that one it, the, the, pro- know?
1: the problem with this movie really is is that the, the first you know hour of it is boring as hell, and nothing oh, yeah. happens. Hmm.
3: Uh,
1: the Beast stuff is actually entertaining, because you're like, what the hell am I no, watching? Until your
2: kid wakes up and walks into the room and asks what you're
0: watching. Oh, he's a fucking rock. God, he never wakes up.
1: <laughs> so, uh, coming in with 1975's The Beast at a solid 4 out of 10.
0: Oh
2: yeah, I just want to say no rating for Dick Shark, because it doesn't deserve one.
0: You give it You have to give it a point f- Well, you don't have to, uh, but...
2: Why? Why do I have to give it a rating? Because,
1: because we, so- ha- we we put it on the ratings page. Because if you, you don't
0: give rating. a fucking rating, Rob's going to fucking blow a shithole.
1: 0.5, fine. All right. The lowest possible rating is 0.
0: 0.5. Now, I'm pretty sure if we all saw that film, that would definitely make the Hall of hall of, hall of Pain. I was going to say Hall of Fame. Wow.
1: you make it through, it's fucking three hours.
0: I don't think I'd make the mistake of watching the... Unrated director's cuts of yeah, that the one.
1: Listen, here's how you watch wild. Dick Shark: you put it in your PS4, you play it at 1.5 speed, and you but do even it at in
2: 1.5 speed. It's still an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> it's still an hour too long. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, that's funny. Wow. So we have a 0. 0.5 here, and, and we have four. a four out of ten. Yeah. It's it, it's too bad that I didn't get around to watching that wedding throw film, aka the pig fucker film pig fucker movie I think is pig fucker movie yeah I couldn't find the shits well I did find the shits and then so I found it on YouTube you have, and you should have
2: just it. let me do it I find everything for I you. know
0: I searched again for an hour it was but I found it in two minutes the other day right it was on YouTube and then like it was it must have got taken off or something I don't know maybe because it's called pig fucker movie I don't know, <laughs> but I did. It's funny because I had clicked on it to make sure it was actually the movie, and I was like, "Well," because I I knew it was a film from Belgium, and I'm like, "Well, I wonder if it has the subtitles." And I started I started watching it, and it's actually a silent film. Hmm. <laughs> so that's weird. So it didn't matter. So I was all set to go, had it bookmarked, and not there. But it's... that would that would have concluded this round tree of of weird. No, films. I have another
2: beast. That wasn't my bestiality film.
0: Oh, well, I mean. Films with dick in it, I'm assuming.
2: Oh, and, okay.
0: and weird animal shit.
2: I have another bestiality film next. So, uh,
0: um, what do you got, Mitch? Okay, okay. Well, that sounds that sounds intriguing. I can't wait to hear that. Uh, yeah, man. So Patreon pick here sent to me from fan of Eli. Uh, he wanted me to talk about your next from what 2011, directed by Adam Wingard. Uh, I haven't seen this movie actually since it came out. Well, I guess it would have been 2012. Was when I when I saw it?
1: No, it was 13. Was it because uh, that made our? I know it made my top ten. Yeah, 2013. 2013. I don't think you had seen it by the time that we recorded that show. Yeah, I know Jeremy had seen it and yep. it made his looks okay.
0: too. I remember it was shortly after, some, like maybe it came. I, it's right because it didn't come out till what 12 or 13 or no, something it came like, out
1: in 13. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it had a theatrical in 13. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay so i was gonna say it can't be seven years old yeah i saw it sometime after anyways but uh your next uh home invasion film that follows um an entire family of Ty west yeah it's got Ty west in it so it, it you know the parents are played by barbara crampton which is pretty cool and another guy can't remember his name um but uh they have uh, four kids. They're a very, very wealthy family. They've got four kids. And the thing is with these kids and the family, they haven't actually been around each other in a long time. I think it's the parents' 30th wedding anniversary or something like that. So they all show up at their, their big-ass mansion to celebrate the parents' anniversary. They, of course, all bring their spouses. So now we have a shitload of people inside this house. Uh, they sit down to dinner and they basically get attacked. Leave it there. Um, my thoughts on your next, uh, you know, it's, it's essentially a home invasion film with, with a twist kind of thing.
2: Strong female character. I mean, I think she really is when I think about it, like just right off the bat, she's like really is one of the strongest Female characters in a, she, a, quite a while. She's the biggest
0: standout in this movie because I like the premise of this man. You know, it, it's very it's a very simple premise. You know, family yeah. being attacked and things like that. And of course, you know, you're thinking the whole time like, what is causing this? Like, why are these people out here attacking this family? There has to be some type of cause. I think I'd mentioned it before. I, I, I kind of I gave my I had this weird premonition while I was watching the movie, and I'm like, man, this this has to be something, it, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I of course was actually correct but i didn't know exactly who was involved with this um so upon rewatch i wanted to see if it was going to hold up upon a rewatch cuz i find movies like this that have a twist that's that memorable you know when you rewatch them it might not play out as well but i found myself just kind of noticing how fucking retarded a lot of the characters are in this film <laughs> this uh, you know it's it, it's got a real, it. it's got a powerful setup man i, I like it man because you know, it's his family sitting down for dinner, and they just start getting fucking bombarded. And the first person to die in this movie is actually a character named Tariq, and he kind of notices something outside, and he looks is out it the Ty window. Ty West
2: that dies first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Tariq, yeah. played by Ty West, and he kind of looks outside, and and then wham, he gets fucking arrow. impaled by an arrow right in the head. And you're like, damn, it's on. What the fuck's going on here? But right from that moment, you know, I feel that. The characters just decide. I understand. Like, if you were in this situation, you are in a little bit of a panic mode, and you are probably not going to do things strictly how you would do them if you thought things through. But there is a lot of characters in this film that seem to be just making snap and unrash decisions that are so stupid. They're so fucking stupid, except for the main character in this film, which I am not even sure who is. she's one of the she's one of the son's girlfriends who. Turns out to be this like very, very empowered, strong character that, you know, fights off the bad guys and shit. But there's a moment within, you know, 10 minutes after Ty West character gets killed that one of the daughters influenced by the family members, you know, um, to make a decision that is like so ridiculous. You guys can probably remember this part, but so if you're inside a house and you have no idea how many assailants are outside what type of weapons I mean you obviously know that they have an you know a bow and arrow because we saw the end result of Ty West. But you don't know how many people are out there. You don't know what exactly is going on. Why would you make a decision that you know to run out to the vehicle? <laughs> now it's kind of influenced by the father, some of the other Strangers. family members. Well but but I mean this this fast after you're being attacked, you have no you think in this situation, you would try to figure it out. Okay. There's this many people out here. What can we do to stop, you know, maybe not going outside is, you know, it's probably not the smartest idea in the world, but it's like decisions like that, where she literally, they open up the front door, you know, she makes a snap decision that she's the fastest runner and that she can make it to the car. She doesn't even get half a step outside before an arrow goes right through her fucking throat and she's dead. It's, it's shit like that. That just completely boggles me. Because this movie is shot well, it's got it's got a really cool setup. It gets the pacing in the film is fantastic. It's got a lot of really cool, um, you know, people that are in the film. I love Barbara Crampton and stuff. But just the writing of the individual characters in this film is and the decisions is so frustrating. Like leaving each other, going upstairs, and doing this and that and stuff. And upon rewatching, I'm just like, oh my god! The thing that's saving this movie is the awesome kills, you know. And there is a lot of tension because. The whole time you're watching this film, you're like, okay, hey, what exactly is going on? Not on rewatch, because you do know what's going on. So you tend to notice these things, these uh, really poor decisions that these characters are making throughout the film. But, you know, all in all, it's actually a pretty exciting film to watch, even on upon rewatch, knowing what the twist was going to be and things like that. But, uh, you know, the gore is good. The pacing is good. I think the acting is pretty good. It has, really, it has a, besides the parents, I mean, most of the characters in this film are unlikable besides the final uh, girl. Um, she's obviously the best thing about this movie she is fucking batshit awesome she fights off everybody the ending's pretty funny (laughs) do you remember the ending Jeremy with With the blender? no with the trap oh I haven't seen it since it came out on the door (laughs) and the cop Oh man. I have to watch it again. Ah, that shit. Yeah, that, I
1: don't remember anything.
0: <laughs> that that I mean that, that shit was pretty cool, man, but I, the whole the way the whole ending of the film plays out is, you know, it can be definitely hit and miss with some people, but the ride there is pretty fun. Um it's still enjoyable upon a rewatch. But uh you know, I don't know, man. Some of the decisions, some of the writing in the film is not really the greatest. Uh there's cameos from Larry Fessenden in, in the film who is actually one of the first victims in the film. And you know, thinking upon that whole storyline, you know, with Larry Fesson is actually the neighbor of, you know, of where this is actually taking place, doesn't actually make a lot of sense, come to think of it, what goes on there. I'm trying to stay very spoiler-free, because this, you know, I don't want to give away the kills and shit like that, but anyways, man, I do still enjoy this film. I'm coming in the 7.5 out of 10. It's enjoyable for what it is, but... It, it, it's it, my rating actually came down on this one upon my rewatch. I will say, I think my original rating was eight, eight and a half or something, but I don't know.
1: And your, your main problems was from bad character decisions and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Right. It It, yeah. it, it is definitely one of those things where you're, when you're watching the film, you're going, there's no plausible way that these characters would make those decisions. Nobody would ever run out the front door two minutes after one of your friends just took an arrow in the head because you, you. First of all, they had not established how many how many assailants were outside. They didn't know why they were being attacked. They didn't have any. You wouldn't of this try information. to get the fuck out of there.
1: No, boy no, but, did I boy did I watch a movie that is very similar to this. No, to this you wouldn't.
0: Feelings. But Jeremy, you wouldn't do that because you would try to wait it out a little bit. You know, stay on the ground. Waited out, maybe try to figure out how many people there was before he started making rash and snap decisions, like running out the front door. Like they, they yeah. showcase it. She, she takes half a step out there and gets a fucking arrow through the neck. Like she's dead. That's the end of her. She's done. I'm just like, what yeah, in the yeah. fuck? That makes no sense
1: I, to do that. Dude, it, listen, I. Okay, why would you I go upstairs not Royale knowing? The other night, And I've, I have the same problems with Battle Royale. Why yeah. everybody fucking loves that movie so much. It's good. Give it an eight out of ten. But everybody does shit that makes no sense in that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody.
0: And and, you know, and okay, we have this big ass house. They're not one hundred percent sure that there's actual people in the house yet. But so why the fuck would you go upstairs? Like you're just looking
1: looking at my top ten of 2013. I think it would be a lot different if I redid the list today.
0: Yeah, I mean it's because I
1: put that film at number four
0: yeah it's it's definitely still very, very entertaining and w- and definitely the whole thing that holds this the glue of this film is our main final girl, like our main you know empowered girl. She's awesome. She's the best thing about this movie. She's so fucking batshit awesome. and I love the way they develop her character because she's kind of she's like a foreign girl, you know she's very kind of light hearted, you know, she's very not shy whatever she's just kind of normal <laughs> but w- but when but when she but when shit well, starts I going down in the, I just f-
2: looked at the the sixty eight top ten on the website and fucking where it says Jerry did not have enough to do a top ten. That's the no, first know time you know, was
0: there. <laughs> no, that's been on there for fucking oh my years. God. Um, oh, it's funny. <laughs> but I still, you know, I still recommend it. But
2: uh, it's very genuine.
0: Yeah, that's funny. All right. Yeah. Back to you, Jerry.
2: All right, I guess I'll talk about my duality film from the year 1992, and it's called Revenge of Billy the Kid. Now, this came out 92, uh, very uh, influenced by The Evil Dead and uh, films like uh, you know the Peter Jackson films, you know Dead Alive and and uh, uh, Brain Damage. Um uh, that's the name of it, right? No bad taste, sorry. And uh Brain Damage is the uh UK title. no brain dead is the fucking hell. Are you very talking
1: about Peter r- Jackson movies? Yeah. Like dead Alive. It's Dead Alive is the US title, Brain Dead is the uh yes. New Zealand title. Okay.
2: So was close. Uh very similar to those films in the sense that it's it's very over the top uh acting style from our main characters it's a lot of farting and burping jokes and because they play like the hillbilly characters and in most films uh they're very stereotypical in this movie they're they're we usually just see them as a a, a secondary character but in this movie they're our main characters and we spend the entire film with them and and a lot of time that there's farting and burping and and being gross. And after a while it, it does get old by the time that the film comes to an end. You know me, I'm all good for farting burp and and shit jokes, but after like eighty minutes or so it's like, okay, I've had enough of these characters and I really just want the fucking movie to end. But we follow um old McDonald, ha ha ha. He is a farmer who lives in on this island. <laughs> so in farmer. the UK with his with his <laughs> wife and two boy kids and his daughter and one day um he gets the urge to fuck the goat because the goat isn't producing enough milk so he gets this amazing idea that maybe if he fucks this goat it will start to produce more milk so he goes he does his business he fucks this goat everything's all fine and dandy until the goat gives birth to this human mutant thing that looks like they went to the set of Rawhead Rex and took some pieces of that monster and threw it together, and that's how they got this creature. And like I said in the beginning, it's very influenced by the Evil Dead where we see a lot of those, you know, the POV fast camera movements moving around this island and through the buildings and things like that. So it's very influenced by the Evil Dead. And, and as the film goes on, it turns into a a splatter fest similar to the Evil Dead as this uh, goat monster starts picking off the farmers one by one in funny ways. And along the way, Old McDonald's daughter has a... A mother-like connection with this goat monster and she tries to talk to everybody to not kill it and things like that it's a very it's a funny movie it, it is funny i have to say it, it's a very uh unique style that i feel like is probably uh dead today i highly doubt we would ever see a movie like this be made again but um it, it, it's fun i had a good time with it up until a certain point, but after that, it just gets it. Just gets boring. Um, the, the effects are good, so if you're into films like Dead Alive and Bad Taste and things like that, then you'll probably dig this one. It's out of print. It's pretty hard to find. I know it only has one UK edition, and that's uh, pretty difficult to find, but luckily I was able to find a copy of this online. So if you like a goat human monster who came to life after a old mcdonald farmer fucked a goat then you'll probably like this movie so i gave it a five and a half
1: go (laughs) sounds funny that was from 90 what
2: 92
1: and it's called what
2: the revenge of billy the kid
1: yeah yeah i had heard that one before and it Sounds nothing like the title, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So, um, the next... How many are we doing? Two,
3: right?
0: Like Billy the Kid, as in like Billy Goat? Yeah, okay. Uh, I
1: thought we were doing two. Two Moods? Three, Uh, two? Yep. Two. Which one should I do? Alright, I guess I will do this film. Uh, 2007's Inside interior uh this film was given to me for patreon because i'd never seen it from mikey fish, oh, mikey fuck. fish. fucking asshole <laughs> uh yeah we were talking in the chat that we're part of and and they were talking about you know inside some people were saying it was overrated and stuff. i was like i can't comment on it i've never seen it <laughs> and he was like yeah you need to see it so it's one of the fab five if you will. it's uh, Now I only have two more left that I haven't seen. And I was very curious, this is probably the one I was most curious on, because uh, back whenever this film came out, I remember it causing quite a big stir at Walmart. I swear to God, I can never find any evidence of this, but I swear to God I read that this film was like pulled from Walmart shelves. And I can't find any articles or anything like that on it, but I swear to God I remember this happening. So... I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought that it was. And this film, I remember being at a friend's house, and their mom was watching it, and I didn't watch it, but so I knew I seen like pieces of it, you know, in the background. And so this film has forever eluded me. I was waiting to cover it on the podcast one day, but I guess I'll just cover it in a in a short review. This film follows a woman who is pregnant. She gets into a car wreck where her husband is killed and she is hurt but her baby survives and it has to do with her right about to give birth on christmas eve home alone uh when an unknown assailant enters her house in hopes to take her unborn baby and i'd known this plot i thought the plot sounded sick and twisted and awesome i had Known about this film a lot. I, like, I, I this film had a lot of hype to live up to, uh, but I was trying to keep my expectations low, regardless, because this was truly one of the most anticipated movies for me. We've talked about it so often; it's it's been talked about on the most influential films, and the uh, it's been talked about on the greatest horror films list. I think it made it. It might did it make the greatest horror films list? I can't for remember. Sure.
2: I think it was like in the top hundred
1: through ninety. Yeah. So, this film I was super excited to see. It. I watched it late last night, which I felt was the perfect timing for it. I actually fell asleep during it. There was a loud moment in the film that woke me up and I re- and I rewound the film it and worked. was wide awake. So, I guess it wasn't the
0: perfect time, now was it?
1: No, no, it was. <laughs> it was definitely the perfect time. Perfect time. <clears throat> Absolutely perfect because it fit per It listen, the scene that woke me up is when the intruder enters it, – it, uh, cuts her stomach. And then I was wide awake because I was like, what the hell? And then I rewound it, and it it that was actually perfect. That was the best thing that could possibly happen because it got me super, like, scared. Um, but so this movie is probably the hardest movie I've ever had to watch and debate with myself because the violence – and terror in this movie is truly second to none. I would say there is a strong debate that this is one of the most violent raw movies I'd ever seen uh, and ever in existence. However, there are so many things in this film that I can't determine if they're unforgivable, if they're forgivable. And there are so many characters that do Literally the exact thing that they shouldn't do or things that should be that that are unexplained on on why or how or I, It is a confusing to watch movie in terms of character motivations decisions uh, I, to, to try to stay slightly away from spoilers here There's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that leaves you scratching your head uh, One of the like even early on this this girl Begins to terrorize the the pregnant woman, and there's a girl standing outside of the house, and she breaks the window, uh, cracks it, and clearly very threatening. Uh, the girl knows information about the pregnant woman, uh, and her name's Sarah. The pregnant woman's Sarah, and she calls the cops. Rightfully so. That's what you do in that situation, right? The cops show up. Shouldn't be a huge deal. The person ran away. They're not out there anywhere. Uh, The woman Sarah actually is a photographer and took a picture of this woman um, Which is not a great picture, but you could clearly make out some detail in the woman's face and the police say "Eh, This doesn't do us any good. They literally say that and they leave the picture and I'm like "Uh, It's still a like I've seen gas station Pictures from crappy security cameras that positively end up IDing a suspect so I don't know how this semi-obstructed dark picture wouldn't be of any assistance to you find police officers this night, but possibly I would think that that might be something important. Uh, so the the police leave. Uh, the girl uh, ends up going to sleep. The woman breaks in, attacks her, cut, like literally cuts her stomach open while she's sleeping, slashes her face. She locks herself in a bathroom. And then there's a series of... Dumb fuckery events that happen over and over again from that point on. Uh, there's a moment where, you know, the the like some of the most head scratching stuff comes in the final act. Uh, there's a situation in where uh, the police show back up to the house. Uh, there's gunshots. There's a third police officer in a car with a, a with another criminal from earlier that night who, for some reason, decides to tether this guy to him. It makes no sense. I don't really get it. And then he's so worried about this guy escaping if he leaves him in the car that he gives him a gun. So that also doesn't make sense. There's a ton of things in this film that make literally zero sense. Uh, It's unexplained at times. Like I almost feel like it has to be supernatural at times. I don't know if it's hinted at. There's kind of a weird moment where somebody who should be dead is not dead, and then they do some shit that's kind of unexplainable. Uh, and then there's, uh, let me ask you guys this. I, am I off base in this, or is this a common problem with this film? It's been a few years since I've seen yeah. it, to be honest.
0: What, thinking that there's supernatural elements to it?
1: No, no, no. Th- there is a thousand head-scratching moments of characters doing things that they shouldn't be doing or making bad decisions.
0: Yeah, or uh, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it, too, but I remember definitely questioning Certain things that were happening in the film, for sure. Yeah,
1: like there's a scene like when the cop hears gunshots, he does not call backup. There's constant moments where he leaves the girl. This would happen in every movie. He, not to this extent. Not to this extent. He gives the girl a gun. The g- girl goes and lays down on the bed. Leaves, sets the gun down. When clearly, uh, it's believed it, because she says it out of her own mouth that the girl is still in the house, uh, the bad person, and she <laughs> lets the gun down. Kind of falls asleep. I understand that she's hurt and wounded, and and things like that, and she's in labor. um, But it's just little things like that that don't really make a ton of sense. Uh, The police are, for some reason, worried about getting the power back on in the house after clearly somebody had shut the power off at the breaker box.
0: Now is she for whatever reason? What's that? I don't actually remember. Was she at that point actually in labor? Because well, her water breaks when she first gets attacked.
1: So I assume that makes... Doesn't that mean you... Yeah, yeah, labor? yeah, for
0: sure. It's, yeah, it's been a while. But so after her water breaks, she has what, an interaction s- with the police. Since you been in
1: labor? Oh, dude. The, uh, the, literally, when she is first attacked and realizes that there's yeah. a woman trying to attack her, that's when her water breaks. So the entire movie goes on wow her water has broken
0: that's right that's right and the obvious thing to do once the police officer is called or contacted and shows up at the house and sees a pregnant woman with her water broken would be to what
1: they she calls the police uh first and then they leave again because they there was like the girl left or whatever the girl hasn't attacked her yet the girl had only broken her her uh entrance uh sliding glass door uh door and the woman. Then goes and falls asleep. She then gets attacked after this is after the police left the first time Okay, and that's when her water breaks and then she deals with uh, the the girl and um, There's a lot of moments in this film where the girl does not scream uh, knowing other people are in the house knowing um, there's uh, police outside because And there's another scene where she comes down the stairs and she goes to go out the front door after she has hurt the woman that's attacking her. And she doesn't for whatever reason. Like she goes up to the door and it's like she pulls on it and it doesn't work. But I'm like, why does the door not open? It's unexplained. The door doesn't. there's, There's no reason. She comes down the stairs. She's wounded still. She goes up to the front door where she, you know, where the exit is. She... Oh, tries to open it, it doesn't open but it's never explained why it doesn't open and that was like stuff like this was killing me while I was watching it I was like this this literally makes no sense, why are these things not working and I, that kind of led me to believe that maybe there's something supernatural going on, I don't know it, it doesn't seem set up that way besides one instance of somebody dying who you think is dead and, and they're not but uh, that could just be because they didn't die. This doesn't necessarily mean that they yeah, are yeah. supernatural.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. And
1: yeah. so there's also scenes of which, like these police are so focused on getting the power on. I don't know why. Why are they? Tra- what does the power have to do with anything? Why is it a must-have thing to where they get this damn power on? When the the, the, the you have to c- cross the front door to exit the house to get to the box with the power. Just go out the door. You know what I mean like it's like instead of going out the door they get they go to put the power on it Just doesn't make sense to me. I I don't get the thought bro. These police are either the like I don't know how well the French police force is trained But I hope this is not a good representation (laughs) of their training because it is solely Insane how these people act out, but I will say this that by this point in the film. I'm I'm pissed I'm like there's so much good happening in here. It is bloody. It is violent. It is raw. It is nasty. It has some of the best blood I've seen in a long, long time. Why is this thing happening? And then by the end of it, I forgave a lot of those things because of how almost beautiful the ending of this film is in the most dark and twisted way possible. It is haunting. It is very, very well done. By the end, like the, the just aesthetic, the visuals, the the pictures, everything that happens, the blood, the way the first of all, I was watching this film and I was like, oh, there's they they they're doing such a good job with blood continuity here because there's blood everywhere. There's so many murders that happen in this film and it's it's bloody that I was like, these people are gonna have a hard time keeping this continuity. Then I read after I watched it that this film was shot in sequence, which. You pretty much have to do in yeah, a film like this yeah, pretty because much. the blood continuity is going to be so awful if you don't. And by the end of the movie, so much carnage has happened that I couldn't help but just love it, even with all of those problems. And there was a point in this movie where I, I was about to throw it in the goddamn trash because I was so frustrated. But the very subtle reference to the possibility of some supernatural stuff going on kind of helps a little bit but this film has so many bad problems but i can forgive some of them because of how fucked up this movie is and 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 just the battle that takes place here between this woman and this this uh, un this pregnant woman this uh Sarah and this unknown assailant is just Brutal and you know Sarah kills her own mother spoiler. alert! it happens kind of early in the film and that's brutal I fucking love this movie and hated it at the same time. It was <laughs> it was crazy, man I still th- I think this movie is fantastic. I think it has a lot of problems I'm willing to overlook some of them. I think that the the violence and all the positive stuff is so strong the, it out. It overshadows the the issues in the film. They're still there, and they should be accounted for. The, their flaws in the film, but I like the other stuff so much in this movie that it overshadows that those problems. Not all the way, but there's definitely a shadow on them. Uh, I came in at a, at a nine out of ten on this one. I debated with it for a while. It's it's a very tough film to talk about because there are problems, but god damn is it still like visceral and just i I, it it might be one to have some of my favorite sequences in horror hmm Hmm. the
2: bathroom scene's brutal at the beginning all the bathroom (laughs)
1: scenes are brutal everything is brutal in this movie uh it it, there's a cat death in this movie yeah (laughs) there's a lot of brutality it might be one of the most brutal films that i've seen you uh, know, you know, it's up there with martyrs and stuff like Hostel and, and those type of movies. But I just the white floors and the way that the blood like crescendos across it. And the, there's Argento. a in, there's a scene in the bathroom after so much has happened where the entire bathroom is covered in blood, and it's it doesn't look fake blood either. It just looks and because the bathroom is white too. It, it's it's an amazing movie, but goddamn, does it have some flaws.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, man.
2: I think I haven't seen it since
0: it's been years. Twenty
2: sixteen.
0: Oh. <clears throat> when did Inside come out? Two thousand seven. Two thousand. Yeah, it's fuck. It's been a long time, man.
1: Yeah, I love the ending in this movie too.
0: The ending's awesome. Yeah, it's it's brutal. <laughs> it, it is. It is straight up brutal. Um, almost to the point of mean spirited.
1: It, it almost feels like it's about – it, like, the woman almost, like, transcends into a goddamn witch. It's – it's, Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's intentional. It, it reminded me of the witch melting in a way, like, Wizard of Oz, like, that type of stuff. It's just – something about it was very interesting. I, I almost feel like it's supernatural at certain times. Like, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I would have to rewatch it because I, I – I, I mean, I can positively say that I don't remember thinking Supernatural while I was watching it, but, you know, it just, who knows? What about well, you, Jeremy? You, Do you remember I'll... ever crossing your mind as being... No, having... that's never
2: even answered my mind.
0: Yeah, Okay, so, yeah, hearing Until the Supernatural J- JP's element.
2: JP's like the first one who said
0: that. Uh, I've actually heard it before, and and like yeah. I couldn't quite comment because I but can't quite though? remember. It's like, been so I long. I swear yeah. it's been like 10 years since I've seen the film probably not i think it's been probably seven years or something since i've seen it but um mm-hmm. but yeah no, it's been too long i need to check it out i mean, kind yeah,
1: of it kind would of be, i still <clears throat> think we should do the fab five show one day well that's honestly. the thing i've
0: been kind of putting it off because i figured you know if essentially or you know eventually we were gonna end up doing that we did a feature length
1: martyrs review
0: <laughs> so yeah
1: kind of crushed it a little bit but at the same time if enough time has passed between that review we could tackle it again Mm-hmm. It wasn't on this show, technically. You know what I mean? It was a spinoff show. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but these guys, the, these guys who who made this film, I noticed that Among the Living has a lot of similar problems with shit that just doesn't make sense. So it could just be something that they do. Uh
0: huh. You no, know, among Among the Living has way more plot holes.
1: <laughs> than in the- Dude, I don't know. Rewatch this <clears throat> movie. I think you'll be flabbergasted at the amount of of retarded shit that I mean obviously
0: do. the next time you know if I do watch it again I'll be watching it probably more with a critical eye too I mean mm-hmm. I think back in those days I mean this was like pre-podcast I, I think I was just watching films you know Is
1: there a region 1 of livid cuz I'm actually very very curious on that one because I, I haven't so. seen that I don't think
2: so
0: No I've got I've got two copies of one. One's actually a French edition, which doesn't have English subtitles. (laughs) So that doesn't help. The UK edition of it.
1: All right. But you can, you can
0: tell the style in in the three films though. Well, I guess they have four films, but yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, man. Uh, next up here, another Patreon pick here sent to me from our boy, Michael Fisher. And it is called Phantom Racer from 2009. This is a Canadian sci fi TV film. I was like, oh. So, kind of looked into that and I was like, well, I pretty much know what to expect here. Um, So, basically, it follows our main character. His name is J.J. Sawyer. And uh, the story picks up, you know, 17 years after the events of. The backstory, which is JJ was once a race car driver and he had this main rival of the name of the guy's name is cutter. Uh, this one particular race day they're you know, racing and an accident happens. And of course, cutter ends up dying. He ends up burning to death in this, in his car. Uh, JJ, you know, even though he was rivals with cutter, he's feeling, you know, he's feeling like he's got a lot of remorse, you know, he's got a lot that of survivor sounds similar to that piece of shit. I reviewed. Yeah um So yeah, so listen, you know it's been 17 years later, and the whole time he's he's never raced again. You know he's got survivor remorse and stuff. He felt bad for Cutter, even though they were main rivals and things like that. Uh, he's not completely out of the race car game. He is now on the team of that what you know that he used to race for. But he just drives the truck from or drives the uh, the big rig from town to town for the races and stuff. um <clears throat> So of course, you know after one of the race days, he is driving to his next destination where the truck actually breaks down in the small town where he's originally from. So he needs some help. He goes to the, the, the local mechanic shop there and he comes across an old buddy of his and one thing leads to another and uh, he learns that um, you know his buddy Cliff, I believe is what his name was, has actually been working on Cutter's old race car, restoring this thing. And of course, once he gets there, this race car... Comes alive and it's out for revenge now because, you know, obviously Cutter's ghost believes that, you know, J.J. was probably responsible for his death and starts picking off people one by one. That's a storyline. <clears throat> um, Yes, it is a made for TV sci-fi film. So knowing that going into the film, I was expecting to have, you know, no nudity, uh pretty much no gore. You know, because it's rated TV fourteen type thing. I don't know if this is like the the DVD cut of the film or the 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 home media cut of the film, but there actually was a lot of gore in this film. I was quite surprised. Um It's ridiculous. It's like it's like a road horror film uh, about a possessed car who's out for revenge. There's you know some plot twists uh, with characters and and who their actual daddy is and things like that um all in all man it's pretty much what you expect you know the acting is pretty much what you're going to get from a tv film it's not the strongest it's not the worst either i've seen a lot worse acting wise it's actually kind of entertaining though um once the action picks up there's just a lot of coincidental things that are happening like you know jj sawyer is driving to his next destination and he's going to be bypassing this the town that he's come from and like i said he breaks down he just breaks down right there are you fucking kidding me uh, where a main reveal happens with Cliff and he reveals something about that accident, that, you know, that fatal day 17 years prior, which kind of leads to the events of this car being possessed and things like that. So there's like, you know, it, the the narrative, the, the script writing, the story is it's very, it's very by the numbers. You know, it's just things like that. It, it's very easy filmmaking. Um, It's also starring uh, Nicole Eggert. She was, of course, from Baywatch and stuff. She still looks pretty damn good. I got to say, in 2009, she's looking pretty fucking hot in this film. Uh, But my biggest surprise in this film was actually the kills. (laughs) I was quite surprised by, you know, decapitations and other cops that were just getting brutalized in this one and shit. It kind of made it for an entertaining watch. I won't lie, considering I was expecting absolutely nothing from it. Um, You know, essentially, it's kind of run of the mill. You know exactly what's going to happen in the end of the film, but... I mean, it's a possessed car road horror type film. Uh, You can probably imagine that it's going to lead up to another uh, head to head battle between JJ and Cutter driving their respectable cars. Um, Yes, it ends up going that way completely does. I mean, (laughs) spoiler alert, but not, I guess. You can probably just imagine where this shit's going. Um, But it it was actually pretty entertaining. I've seen a lot worse. Uh, I'm going to come in about a six and a half out of ten. There's not really a whole lot more to say about it. But the biggest surprise was the gore. I I will say I was like, damn, that's not too bad. So, you know, not a bad one. I, I think, you know, Mikey, he keeps finding these these films for me that aren't too bad. He's a little I wish bit ni- I
1: could say the same. He's
0: a little bit nicer to me than he is to you, man. I got to say cuz Yeah,
1: know, it- to me too. He get like obviously he gave me a really good one this week, but the indie ones like Drive Through and Baby Blues and those other ones that he's given me that are they're the Monster Man one, they're all solid.
3: Mm-hmm. They're
1: not great great movies, but they're all entertaining shit that I would never watch
3: yeah.
1: you know without having a reason to or like it would be rare that it would come across my my playlist
0: yep I, you know I, I was a little bit surprised too even with the car accident like the actual accident you know in the backstory that they show I mean it's the, the action's a little bit CG and stuff but it doesn't look as bad as you would expect it to from a TV sci-fi film you know it, it has a little bit better CG in there there's not a whole lot of CG in the film which is kind of good the gore the actual kills and stuff for um, straight up practical effects which i'll which I'll add. Um, but so, some of the ghostly effects in this though <laughs> ghostly
2: i haven't heard that one in there's a, a
0: fucking scene where jj looks into the phantom car and then all of a sudden cutters ghost appears and it's just beyond laughable it, it told like i burst out laughing i was watching this one pretty late last night and i just burst out laughing by myself i'm like there's the sci-fi in the movie right there it's, fun Man, what a, it's pretty fun what, stuff.
2: what a what a synonym that hasn't been said in a while
0: Ghostly. ghostly. It was just perfect, though, because it was like this very translucent, transparent type... Oh, it, The effect it's is a bad. It's dead term in the show history, ghostly. <laughs> it's because we don't do the releases anymore, man. So... But yeah, Phantom Racer. I recommend it, man, if you like these type of movies. It's okay. It was okay. 42 Shots What a tip. album I ever bought. It's four in the fucking morning. It's Saturday. No, it's not. It's fucking Sunday, and I've got to go to fucking work in four fucking hours because every other fucker in my fucking department is fucking ill. Can you see why I'm so fucking angry? Fuck yeah. Hey,
1: Pete. Look, I'm. You know, I'm sorry. We just we've had a couple of drinks. We
3: split up with
0: Liz tonight. Aw, oh, yeah. Getting into the featured reviews here on episode 134. I believe we did not even bring up the show in the intro at all. Uh, this is a fully Patreon-funded feature reviews, I guess you want to call them. Uh, from yeah, it was a
1: combined effort.
0: Yeah, from Sam, Derek, and James Cox. Uh, they decided to Who each it, pick... Dick? Yeah, they decided to each pick a film, of course, from the uh, uh, the Three Flavors trilogy. Um, I guess it's, why is the, it called that? The, the I don't three, understand. Because, because
1: they, the, three, all three movies have a coronetto, Uh which is apparently, like, we used to call them Nutty Buddies around here. I don't know what...
2: Nutty Buddies? What the fuck is I, that? I've
0: heard the term before. I mean, essentially, the three <laughs> films have three different... They're they're all different, three different flavors. Yeah, all yeah, throughout. but
1: they all eat that ice cream that's called Cornettos. Oh,
0: okay, that I is
1: understand.
0: that is true. That is true, and it's also known as the blood and ice cream trilogy. Kind of like that a lot better. <laughs> that's yeah, that's cool. what
1: we're actually calling the episode. Shout out to James Cox for actually doing the very first thumbnail, not produced by myself. Oh, uh, for this uh, episode, he wanted to do it, so we gave him the opportunity. It turned oh, out
0: pretty good, I, as you guys see on the episode. I only, uh, yeah. um, I haven't seen it yet, but I don't. I sent it. He sent
2: it on the fucking page, dude. Where? On our chat. chat.
0: Really? Oh, I, I didn't see it. But yeah, I, I don't know if I probably won't use that as the thumbnail for YouTube because I only use JPS. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I'm not making one, so. <laughs>
0: well, I'll just make one myself. No, I'm just joking. But yeah, so if you're not familiar what the Three Flavors trilogy, aka Blood cop. and Ice Cream trilogy, uh, films are, that is, of course, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The Worlds. And yeah, all directed by... Um, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Edgar Wright. I, you know, I, I I didn't even realize, but he's the guy that did Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the World. Yeah, I didn't even, Driver. Didn't even realize he directed that. I, I actually didn't the movie his first
2: yet. Movie. His first movie doesn't has never had a release, but I've seen it before. It's a it's a weird western. Uh, Simon Peck's actually in it. It's like a weird western film. I wish it would get a release. It's
0: it's a strange movie. Is it like? <clears throat> is it a fistful of fingers? Is that it? Yeah, well, I'm just... Yeah, okay, yeah, Fistful of Fingers, Comedy Western. So yeah. it's kind of a take on Fistful of Dollars, I'm assuming. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um,
1: <clears throat> these uh, three films here, the Three Flavors, Cornetto Trilogy, a.k.a. Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy, uh, I was not looking forward to these um, simply because I know that they're not horror films, but I actually didn't know anything about Hot Fuzz and The World's End and i was actually very surprised to see that they all have like dark like something trying to kill you mm-hmm. atmosphere so like they're not that far out of horror really it's pretty interesting i had no idea i thought hot fuzz was a pure like buddy cop comedy or something no nah. but it's like it's damn slasher the last
2: third act is fucking
1: crazy dude mm. it's like it's totally yeah. i was very surprised slasher. i had no idea so I was, these actually fit with the show m- more than they, than I thought they would. because yeah, all they three are. films,
0: all three films basically are kind of the same. You know, they have the same construction mm. to them. They, I mean, in, in a sense, right? I mean, they're all yeah. being kind of hunted and, you know, shit like that. But I mean, they're the same, but different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different narratives, but they're kind of the same structure. Uh, you can definitely tell all three of these films are directed. I don't know if Edgar Wright edits his films, but they're all definitely have the same feel and they're all edited the exact same. There's
2: a long be, take in there, every film. There's a so much
0: similarities in all three of these films. It's crazy.
2: Signature long take.
0: Yes, long takes, movies. but... Um, one thing you notice that's very prevalent in all three of these films is the way the editing is, that really kind of Mm fast-paced. It's almost like a setup to a joke. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the particular name is for that type of editing style, but it's definitely used in all three films. The jigsaw editing style? No, it's like, it's. but he said the editing almost, is. it's almost like a character in itself. It's almost like a prelude Uh to the joke sometimes in all three of these Mm -hmm. films. It's like that really fast-paced, and then it kind of sets up the joke, and it's very prevalent. You can tell he's got his own type of style of film. Oh,
1: these films feel very similar. Yeah.
0: Very, very similar. Um, but yeah, first up here from 2004, the infamous Shaun of the Dead. Oh boy. S- synopsis. Which,
1: which also is a film that me and Moods are both on record saying is one of the most overrated yeah. horror films of all time. Now, will do our we still feelings f- stay the same?
0: Yes, will our feelings still stay the st- st- I haven't seen this one in a while. You know, it had been a while. So... You know, as we know, our our flavors and our tastes do change, opinions sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes anyways. you
1: might like strawberry ice cream. Sometimes you might like hot fuzz flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: A man decides to turn his moribund life around by winning back his ex girlfriend, <clears throat> reconciling his relationship with his mother, and dealing with an entire community that has returned from the dead to eat the living. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's
0: Shaun of the Dead, essentially. Um, hello
2: Barbara. <laughs>
1: that was
3: my favorite part.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Of course they have to they have the, the Mom, deli- Barbara. They have to have the what, Night of Living Dead reference. I didn't
1: wonder is why did they not spell Sean with a w instead of the u? Who gives a shit. I'm just saying it would have played on uh, Well, first of all, I hate when Sean I hate I hate the version of Sean that's like S E A N as well, but See? I'm just saying it would have played on Dawn of the Dead better you
0: right? know it, it's funny because i thought the exact same thing jp it, yeah. it makes a lot more sense to spell sean with a w considering what you're parodying in a sense mm-hmm. but yeah man Shawn of the dead probably the most infamous zomcom out there everything is yeah. compared to Shawn of the dead it's kind of like the staple it's the high point of zomcoms well apparently according to the critics you know, because mm-hmm. you see this on every film that followed after. So this is the film greatest horror zombie comedy since Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> every fucking movie after this for years, and you start but see... you
2: butt hurt simply because of that moods. No, no,
0: no, no. you no. think
2: that contributes to maybe why you don't like the movie so much? Because everybody was like, no, no. I,
0: I'll, I'll explain why I don't like the movie. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, but it does get a little bit old. You know when you when you see a, Zom- a new ZomCom come out and it's like oh yeah this is the best one since I I mean that does get a little bit irritating it's so stupid to set the standard I hate when standards are set and it's just like yeah but
2: it's not like there was any other film that was coming out at the time that would be able to be like to overtake that film. It's not like there was
0: a shitload of zombie comedies coming out. But 14 years later, it's still like the best one since Shaun of the Dead. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? It's like, but you know, it it gets a little bit What, are they going to put the best
2: movie since Cockney versus Zombies?
1: Why not? When, When you're talking about zombie comedies, every film that is trying to say the best sense should say Return of the Living Dead.
0: There you go. (laughs)
1: uh but no so let me just give my uh like backstory i've never said that shone of the dead is a bad movie i've never said that i said i didn't really like it and i think that it gets more praise than it deserves uh i i have reviewed this film in the past like a long time ago on youtube and i gave it a 7 out of 10 then uh so even then i didn't hate the movie i just thought that it was Honestly, my biggest critique is that I didn't find it funny.
2: There's some parts I find funny. Yeah. <laughs> like the part the part when they're beating that guy over with the fucking pool cubes. That makes me laugh every time I've seen it. I've seen it a few times now. Or pool, pool
1: cubes. Um, cubes. Similar to <laughs>
2: cubes. Cubes cues. Thank you, JP. I really appreciate thinking it. the same thing. <laughs> I still understand what the fuck. <laughs> Make fun of the Jewish kid who gets no pussy. <laughs> You're just doing
0: it to yourself right now, man.
2: Yeah. That scene when they're throwing the records at the fucking zombies at the beginning.
0: Those are two. two okay. I don't know. Man. So, okay, okay, okay. So, I am exactly with JP on this. I've always said it, that. Shaun of the dead is is not a bad movie i just didn't like it and i know why because i don't find it fucking funny the problem is with a comedy horror film it's first and foremost a comedy and what is comedy supposed to do make you laugh that's how it's enjoyable that's how I'm going to but like isn't the comedy
2: film. isn't comedy a subjective genre? It is it is but that's all, that, that's my point. Other, I'm talking yeah, I
0: I didn't say the movie's comedy, not I said it's not funny to me.
2: Especially though because everybody finds a different thing funny. Exactly. So and I that, think it's 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 a different kind of a genre when you that's say That's why that.
0: comedy is the hardest, you know, genre to do in my opinion because you're never going to please everybody. Right? Everybody has like you take all three of us. We all have we all have all different. (laughs) We like different things about comedy, right? Mm -hmm. One thing that makes me laugh might not make JP laugh. And it goes around in circles. All three of us have different tastes in comedy for sure. Um, And I've come to the realization that the biggest problem for me is the comedy in this film particular is very dry to me. It's very dry. I don't know. And I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with British comedy um, it's very, very hit and miss with me. It's been hit and miss with me forever. I used to like, you know, some British stuff back in the day. But I do find the comedy a very acquired taste. And it's not particularly... Well, then you like Revenge of Billy the Kid. It's not particularly for me. I, I understand yeah. the jokes. I get it. And I understand what they're trying to do a lot of the time. But it's just not funny. Like, I mean, and it's it's also... There's a disconnect, too, with some of the, the terminology and shit. Like, there's a point mm. in the film where, you know... um, Simon Pegg's character, uh, Sean, he gets he has like an ink stain on his on his shirt, and they keep calling it. You, you got a, you got a little bit of red there. They're calling it a red stain and shit. I'm like, just fucking say ink. It's fucking from a pen. <laughs> you know, it's shit. It's shit like that, man. You got something red. They on say
1: you. you. They that's say right. you got red on your shirt. You it's got red. Yeah. Yeah. You got something red. Yeah, but it's it's just, you got red on you. Yeah, it's like you got.
0: Ink, but everybody knows. What but that's I feel from. like
2: that's what those characters would say, like, because they're not for sure. smartest
1: characters even his mom you could tell is in this smart
0: i, I
2: just
1: think it's the way that british people s- say you have something on you it's uh-huh. just exactly
2: but you know but we it's, it's not it. just it's just not like just like we don't get i'm gonna phone you oh my god or,
0: <laughs> or, or grade eight oh my god they said that on Roseanne they're fucking anyways um
1: but they said different, phoning context. In, different context
0: well not really like, yeah,
1: like 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 or... you. Fu- Jeremy phones in his performance on the show, different than actually making a phone call.
2: I'm gonna phone Whatever. you.
0: <laughs> Whatever, if you want. You think it's but, different? But it, no, okay. So, but anyways, um, th- I mean that's that's one part of it. I mean, when a comedy is, you know, when you have a film like this, it's meant to be funny. If you don't find it particularly funny, it's not really going to work for myself. I don't find this movie to be a bad movie whatsoever. You know um it's definitely filmed well it's acted well i think the the comedic approach is on point for the people that find this type of comedy funny it's definitely going to be a great you know it's going to be a better film um my but other
2: thing like all three of these are like that though honestly dude it,
0: okay simon Pegg, his characters in these films like he plays three totally different type of characters Right, mm-hmm. and you know, in this no, one, I think
1: 100%. I think his characters, out here. Don't, this one
2: characters in Shaun of the Dead and the World's End, are more similar than what
0: no, they're
1: completely different. no.
0: This movie, he's kind of he's kind of like a normal he's a dude, he's a normal, normal
1: bit, guy in this movie. Yeah,
0: he's kind of like a normal, uh, kind of nerdy, you know, normal dude. He's very just he doesn't stick out at all, is what his type of character is. In the second film, he's straight edge to the point where it's annoying. Right, he's that character that you know. He's that guy that's going to do everything by the book. But it, but isn't everybody in every third film, he's a, a complete
1: slacker. Who he's a slacker
0: asshole. Big. He fucking hustles his friends, and he's funny in that movie <laughs> <laughs> because he's he's kind of a dick, but he's funny. Um, Dude, but he's my least favorite out of the three in that movie. But anyways, you know this movie right here obviously is a take on Dawn of the Dead, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think one of my one of the other issues I have with this movie too is just. <laughs> This storyline, I wish they had have gotten to the Winchester a lot faster in this film. And I know I've said this before, and I still truly believe that. I think the whole narrative leading up to them getting there is kind of lame. I mean, Sean is a pussy. He gets dumped by his girlfriend and he decides, hey, man, you know, there's a zombie apocalypse right now. So I'm going to, you know, truck my way across fucking London while there's a zombie apocalypse. At this point, they know what's going on to go and save his girlfriend that just dumped his ass at this point, wouldn't you be like, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to Mm. save myself right now. Fuck. Really? This is what's on your mind. You're going to save the girlfriend that just dumped you on your ass because you're a fucking loser. I understand his mentality. Hey, if I go save my girlfriend, I'll get her back type thing, but you're jeopardizing your life. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. And I honestly think that the journey, the whole journey and everything that happens in between is too long. Before they get to Winchester. I think the best stuff in this movie. Is the stuff that happens at at the bar. I think that's kind of entertaining and stuff.
1: Okay so. um, I will say that I like this movie more this time. Watching it than I had previously. Uh, I'm still not super high on it. But I think that I liked certain aspects about this film. This time than I did the other times. And, And one of them is like the the bromance between sean and the character of ed uh nick mm-hmm. Frost's character mm-hmm. i think nick frost steals the show in this particular film i think he's i don't really like sean i didn't really like simon Pegg, honestly before i watched these three i, just, films. I still don't he's still not my favorite to be honest but, with you but nick frost is really funny He he's the, really the badlands he's fucking awesome in that show yeah, I've seen him I've seen him in Attack the Block and he's good in that as well. I've yeah. literally only
0: uh, ever seen Simon, Simon Pegg in these three movies. That's all I have <laughs> no, no, to I'm go talking on. About Nick
2: Frost I'm not talking about him.
0: Oh, I, I, maybe even Nick Frost. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else except for You've these. You've never seen Attack the Block? Oh yeah, he is Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've seen Attack the Block. Okay. Watch Enter yeah. the Badlands. That's right. Actually, I, so. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: But I, I kind of really enjoyed that aspect of this film this time i like these two characters together um not even these two characters these two actors together because they do it again and again uh yeah. I yeah. think they that's,
2: just have major chemistry and, and, and of, of course, course they, they it, really do yeah
1: and i think that i think when you have any duos you know like cheech and chong or
2: you know i just and, think like when you Bill and Ted, when you see one you instantly think of the other Mm-hmm. even though like oh you'll be watching Star Trek and fucking Simon Pegg's there and be like where's Nick Frost I want to see fucking this, Nick
0: Frost out of the three films they're you know their relationship they're almost they're similar in characters in this one where the other two films they're like polar polar opposites oh. you know yeah I, I think this is yeah. probably the most similar they are especially in the world yeah. 10 like they are so fucking yeah. polar opposite in that film it's ridiculous yeah. well but, it, it's uh, funny
1: when you look at ed's character in this one nick frost and then you look at him in the world's end completely different patra- yeah. like patrols of a character which is cool because it shows his range as an actor they both kind of do that well simon they they, go-
0: they, i find they're they're all three characters are so different and mm-hmm. ed of course and nick frost characters are all different too that's one thing i particularly liked about these films is that even yeah. though they're very similar in construction and feel and look and style and everything the characters are so different you know, they still managed to pull off three separate films. It's kind of cool. I think it was pretty interesting. So I think
2: with all three of these movies, we should say what our favorite gag was. So, JP, what was your favorite gag?
1: In this movie? Yeah. Um, I think my favorite gag is when you see the beginning of the film and Sean kind of meanders through life. Uh, And he walks over to his, you know, convenience store and he trips over that that thing walking up onto the sidewalk and he basically gets to his job. And then he does the exact same thing during the zombie apocalypse. And it just showcases like routine and doing the same thing over and over again and being oblivious to the world. And I think that was a really good gag because not only does it is it kind of funny because there's (laughs) zombies in the background and stuff like that, but he just doesn't notice them it also is a commentary on how your day-to-day lives can become mundane and predictable.
0: It's, it's one of the, it's pr- the best shot in the movie for sure. Oh yeah. It's all one take and it's, I, I yeah. really, it's really impressive how long that shot is. It's yeah. really cool, man. How, yeah, it's pretty damn cool. I think my, I, I think I have two. Oddly enough, I have two. Um, I think my, <laughs> where Sean fails to get his, uh, reservation at Falchi's, the mm-hmm. restaurant Fulci's, obviously yeah. Lucio falci uh which is really cool because falci's i didn't favorite di- notice that yeah so I mean, falci's Fulci, yeah. my favorite director so that's that's a huge sa- shout out to to him and then my second one here is <laughs> when they're when they're partying it up i think this is after simon uh after sean gets um dumped by his girlfriend and of course him and uh, ed are partying it up and they're listening to their hip-hop music but they're listening to mad parish and the roommate just comes in fucking freaking out but I love that bit because I absolutely love that song, the hip hop bebop song. So that was kind of cool for me. I could relate to that. And, um,
1: maybe. it's interesting that, uh, i oh, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, and no, yeah, just the Fulci in that part. I, th- those were two things that I had noticed before, but I completely had forgotten, which kind of, I was like, you
1: know, that's pretty
0: cool. That's, that's cool. So
1: what about you, Jeremy?
2: Oh, when they're throwing the records and they're fucking commentating on all the albums before they, before they throw
0: them, no, that's See, an I, original. I don't like that. Oh, that's an original.
2: <laughs> oh, no, it's just funny. But he's like, oh, well that's a good soundtrack, and then he fucking throws it. It's just
1: funny. Although that was a first pressing. So I know funny. that it's a comedy, but sometimes I have trouble with like the threat becoming the joke in in movies, and I think that's why I didn't necessarily love that because it's kind of like the the zombie isn't a threat anymore. It's part of the joke a little bit, and. I know it's a comedy. This is more of a comedy than most horror comedies. It's a,
0: it's a, There's, it's a comedy horror. The, you know, I mean, me personally, I don't find a lot of the comedy in the film to be overly, I I, I don't know, for lack of a better term, smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't find it to be, it's not that, it's not that like lame shit either. It's, it's not overly smart though. It's kind of like this average comedy to me. And I think that's why I just, if I'm not laughing out loud, I'm not really having that great of a time with it. I do. There is one clever moment in the film and it's like actually reading in the end of the film. It's actually when Sean is watching TV. And of course we're not, we're not given a reason for the zombie apocalypse.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's a scene where, at the end of the film where he's actually watching the TV yeah. and they're about to tell you what caused the, the, the apocalypse. And then he switches the channel. Yeah. <laughs> i love that that was fucking awesome just you you, you don't need to tell the viewer what's happening but we're gonna we're kind of we're gonna poke at it though i thought that that was fucking clever i thought that was super clever
2: it's that scene and the other scene is when they're in the jag and they're all trapped and the camera's pointed at simon pegg's character and then it, it 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 uh Pan- yeah I come on, it buddy. That. I spit it, it out <laughs> it pans and then you see his stepfather and they all fucking panic and they're trying to get yeah. out of the car and the child locks around
1: it's probably yeah that, that's the a good scene fun. Yeah, That's like a that. funny I like that scene. scene yeah i actually am he's not my dad of, of, <laughs> of moods on this one where i actually like all the lead up more than actually the end i i kind of get bored by the time they get to the winchester
0: yeah, see, <clears throat> for me, I guess I'm, I guess I'm half bored until I get there. I don't know, man. I just, I, I guess I kind of like things that are set in bars. I guess I, I don't know what it is, man. I just always wish that more of it took place in there. Kind of like Feast, you know, where they're stuck in, they're stuck in like a pub or a bar <laughs> or some shit. and That's got some really fucking funny gags, like. You know the part, in, <laughs> the part and feast where, where the dudes like he's totally set up to be the hero and then he dies two seconds later. <laughs> that's a yeah. funny
1: ass. I, I would shit. love to cover those films one day too.
0: I, I think this is fun. Even every time um, I think about this, fuck, that's funny, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say on this film, really. Well, I mean, uh, also I should throw this out there. We watched, I watched these movies like two weeks ago. Two and, we and a half weeks for me. Forward, Last week, so they're not the freshest in my memory. Shaun of the Dead, I've seen a couple times, so I can talk about that one a little bit better than maybe the next. two Just throwing that out there that the quality might might not be as good. But I was not rewatching all three of these.
0: Okay, here's here's an example of something that I thought was kind of lame too. Is when uh, when they're on their journey, they've they've managed to get you know the girlfriend and you know a couple other people tagging along. That's and shit the worst like that. scene in the movie. Yeah, and then well,
2: they're and they all passed each other in the backyard.
1: Yeah, that's like, probably, the the that fu- not
0: like a Scooby Doo moment. That, that's man. like sucks. <laughs> that's like one of those Seinfeld, bizar- but it's obviously the the Seinfeld Bizarro World episode is way better. But that's that kind of reminded me of that though. It's like they see it's the mirror images a million
1: of, times. The Scooby Doo, the, the
0: the fucking Bizarro images of yourself. I'm like ah, it's like cringeworthy. Uh, how many cartoons, it's cringeworthy to me.
1: Seen in that in, in that context, I've seen that type of scene so many damn times.
0: Ah. Oh, I know. It's cringeworthy. You know, yeah, it's been it done to death so many times. And it wasn't even done well. Like, there was nothing really even remotely funny about that scene. Like, it kind of went on too long. Mm-hmm. There was some staring going on. I'm just like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, because there was a break every time they passed each other. So this is like... I know.
0: <sighs> I don't know, man. See, I like I like little things where Sean's bum's name is Barbara, the faulty thing. I like little things like that. You know that's yeah, because there's
1: that there's that uh, they're coming. We're coming to get you, Barbara, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch that? The uh, (laughs) Nick says Nick Frost character says, "We're coming to get you, Barbara." (laughs) I just love that. I on the
2: phone when he's like, "No, I don't don't think you should come," and then he takes the phone away from him.
0: I just honestly feel. I just honestly feel at times in this film they're kind of they're just kind of phoning it in. They're just kind of calling in the comedy a little bit. It's like, there's there's this one part, and I don't know, I I, I remember watching this movie for the first time and being like, what? Like, why did he just say that? When fucking Ed pulls up in the car and he's like, yo, what's up, niggas? Does he say that? Really? Like, even I had completely kind of forgotten about this, and then I was watching the film, and then he's like, yo, what's up, niggas? And I'm like, is that supposed to be funny? I'm like, yeah, that's not fucking funny head. at all. It doesn't, it, it's like in the context, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like, I don't
1: know. Yeah, it just makes him seem like a fake. It does. Guy. It, it's just, it's, it it's. Yeah, but doesn't he feel
2: like that, though? Like, I don't know, man. Doesn't but he like, feel like that kind it's of thing? That's also character. who he's
0: talking to, and like, you know, it's like Sean's mom's there. He's calling her a nigga. Like, what? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I find that whole scene to be just very oddly placed and i don't get it you
1: should have said what's up (laughs) saggins
0: yeah man that's that's funny you you gotta throw it like i don't know man because there's nothing shocking about the film they're never trying to they're they're never trying to cross that bridge of being shocking and you know doing shock value shit and stuff and you're just gonna throw n-bombs out there in an all-white cast what
1: yeah, it just seems that like you're right. It 100. percent I totally forgot about it, but yeah, out of places, book. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you guys do you I, do you guys want to get into ratings on this one?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, you know, honestly- you love
2: the dawn of the. I forgot the dawn of the uh, <laughs> dead of the. Oh my god, dawn of the dead kill reference at the end in the bar. The nerdy uh, guy it's... getting pulled apart. It's totally Tom Savini.
1: That's day Beanies. of the dead, bud. Oh.
0: Yeah, Day yeah. of the Dead. Yeah, it's Day of the Dead. That's cool. All right, that's
1: cool. I'll go first on this one. Uh, I like it more than I ever had in the past. I still don't love it. I and and really, it comes down to I don't find British humor that funny. That's really what it is. It doesn't. It's um, obviously a different community. It's like different culture uh, with what they find funny versus you know something that's classically funny in America. Uh, Each territory kind of has their own sense of humor. And British things are not funny usually to me. But I still did find some things funny. And I I pretty much really loved the camaraderie between the characters this time through, which definitely helped the movie for me. So I'm actually going to bump my rating a half a point and give it a 7.5 out of 10.
0: Jeremy.
2: 8 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I figured I'd probably be the lowest on this one. Um again, comedy is supposed to make me laugh. This one really doesn't. It's got some pretty cool nods and, and shout outs and stuff like that. There is a little bit of cleverness. I really just I, I can't stand the journey in this film and what it really comes down to I'm with JP, I'm just not I guess I'm just not a big British humor fan. I mean I used to like Monty Python stuff. I don't anymore. Like I, I watched Monty Python I think a couple years ago. Couple of films and the Holy Grail and shit. I was like, I just wasn't doing it for me anymore. I, I don't know. like
1: those movies either.
0: And I, I guess I just grew out of it. I I find the comedy be to be so simple and stuff. I don't need that shocking, you know, vulgar type shit all the time. But it's just not for me. You know, I don't think it's a horrible film or anything. I don't think it's that exciting though either. And there's there's a little bit of silliness. But Jeremy, see what you found funny with the records and stuff. Yeah. I didn't I found it kind of a little bit cringeworthy, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that point and yeah, and, and kind hurt of it. hurtful that they were wrecking. They were they were breaking records. <laughs> it hurts. The, Bat, it the hurts. Batman soundtrack. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> like you're, you're wrecking vinyl, man. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm sticking with my with my thoughts on this one. Um, I do find this movie to be overrated. I'm not going to lie. It's it's definitely overrated. I I think there's a lot funnier Zomcoms that came after this, and I still think they put out better ones than this there's one.
1: There's ones better that came before it, too.
0: And before it, yes. Return of the Living Dead. Fuck you, Zach. It's amazing. Um but I am going to stick with my original rating, which is six and a half out of ten. That was what I originally gave it. And you know, I don't hate this movie by any means. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's just not funny
1: the only it just annoys me that's the that problem people talk about it as like you know top three greatest of all time zombie comedies and and not only that top five greatest zombie films of all time too i hear that a lot you know in there and i just it blows my mind and that's it's, why i've it, always kind of had a little little dislike for the movie in general what,
0: what zomcoms are these people watching that this is in the top three War and what zombie it. films are they watching that it's in the top three
2: Warm Bodies.
0: (laughs) I guess guess if you saw Warm Bodies uh, twice, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, man.
2: Andrew Schroer gives that a 10 out of 10.
0: I don't know. Do they even like these movies? I don't know. That just seems like a movie he would like. But I don't know, man. There's a lot better zombie film. I, I just don't understand the appeal, I guess. But, yeah. Shaun of the Dead from 2004. Do we need the dog? <laughs> it's not the dog
3: we need. Right. What did he say? He said an edge is edge. He only chopped him down because he couldn't see the view no more. What's he moaning What did he say?
0: He said an edge is an edge. He only chopped it down because it spoiled his view. What's he moaning about?
3: Look, I appreciate your position, Mr. Webley, but you
0: can't go around chopping down other people's hedges without permission. I do
3: Yes, I suppose. Thank you. All right. All right.
0: Moving along here into 2007, also directed by Edgar Wright, which we've mentioned before. He directed all three of these films. I don't need to be repetitive uh, with Hot Fuzz. Yes. Quick little synopsis a skilled London op- London police officer is transferred to a small town that's harboring a dark secret yep ratings
2: 9 out of 10
0: <laughs> so hot, hot fuzz um, yeah man so you know we get uh, same cast here Edgar Wright Simon Pegg or not Edgar Wright we got fucking what's his name Nick, Nick, Frost. Frost. Nick Frost. I don't know why I always call him Edgar Wright. It's funny. Uh, you know, completely different roles, man. Simon Pegg is this straight-edged... <laughs> he's actually so fucking straight-edged as a police officer <laughs> that in London, his superior officers actually demote him because they're make, he's making them look bad. Yeah. <laughs> the storyline is actually kind of fucking funny Simon Pegg is such a damn good cop he makes everyone look so bad he gets demoted he gets- to this small ass town to be a police officer
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> and so when he gets there shit seems pretty normal in the town maybe a little quirky and odd but then bodies start mounting up and now he has to really kind of put the pieces together to figure out what in the fuck is going on in this small ass town this is such a better the, the, film
1: the, the film is kind of shot eerie uh, when he gets to that town and stuff too which i, I like um, surprisingly surprisingly this one is my favorite one and this is the one i was interested in the least because i i literally thought like first of all hot fuzz just sounds dumb to me uh the title of the film and i truly i, I remember seeing trailers and i always remembered the tr- part where they're jumping over the fences and and uh, nick frost character just that goes shows up the in the every film too yeah, a little bit. But No, it does. Shaun of
2: the Dead, it, it, it he uh Nick Frost and I mean, uh, Simon Pegg jumps over the fence. This film Nick Frost goes through the fence. You know what it does actually. It totally Nick does. Fr- and Simon Pegg goes through the fence in the next one.
0: That's right. I,
1: I didn't I-, I thought you meant in other felt like it's no, something all that three a lot of it Yeah, no, that no,
0: you're right. You're right.
1: Yeah. Okay, but uh, I, I, this one, the cover, like, this film looked marketed to me like a pure, like, just buddy cop action comedy. And it's not like that at all, really. Like, it, it's it's kind of darker. Murder mystery. Yeah, it's yeah. a murder mystery. And I I was so surprised by this one. First of all...
0: It's I kind of it a giallo in a sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is. I actually like this one from the very first scene when uh, when... Simon Pegg is listing off all of the, you know, youngest cadet yeah. graduate, like you know, all this stuff, these accomplishments that he did, and like I liked how serious his character was. I thought it was funny, and I like this one. <laughs> like this is definitely the best one to me. I don't oh, know I love you. this
2: movie since I saw it
1: in theaters. and Jeremy yeah. called it. He said it was the best one, and I was like, I, don't I didn't know. call it. I just seen all of them in the theaters, and this was the best one. No, I'm saying you said that it was in the chat, and then I was like unsure. I, I
2: uh, my blood hurt would have been you. hurt if you didn't like this movie.
0: <laughs> it, no. would
2: have, I just, it would have hurt really bad. So I've always been a fan of this film. It's just it's such a fun movie, and, and, and especially the third act. Same thing with Sean. It seems like the third act in all these movies are the best part of the film. But definitely in this movie, the third act when <laughs> the townspeople start going crazy is a fucking blast, man. It's so goddamn
0: fucking. Yeah, and th- fun. there's some good sequences with death too, man. With people dying, like it's yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking gory. Like it's surprisingly. Yeah, dude, when the
2: out- fucking pillar falls on a dude's head, <laughs> dude, that's like, what it's I'm fucking talking.
0: brutal. The pillar scene, is so. I just love the way they react to it. <laughs> like yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's. An accident. It's just another accident. Just another accident. Somebody <laughs> oh, fucking heck gets cut off in a car. Oh, it's, it's just an accident. See, that shit was funny to me, man. How everybody was pretty much brainwashed and just convinced that everything that happens there is, you know, it's just... It's fact of life, She man. fell it's, on it's
2: her just, shears. It's it, an accident.
0: It's an accident. <laughs> <laughs> shit was fucking funny to me, man. I was... I lo- oh, man. I hadn't seen this movie in years and it's it still kind of... It really held up to me, man. It was funny yeah. as hell. It's funny as I, I love... The writing in this film is really good, though, like the just how he kind of pieces everything together. And I don't know, man, it's just it's so much more entertaining, even for a two hour film. You know, it's Dog still it's, it kind of holds its pace, man. It really does. Yeah. It's surprising. Um, and there, there's funny shit in this film. <laughs> like when when, you know, Simon Pegg's character is named Nicholas Angel. And there's this sequence where he makes the papers and they spelled his name wrong and they they spelled it Angle and everyone's calling him Angle. And I don't know. Which is funny.
1: I remember I had a girl named Angel work for me and the first first day that she worked when I first put her on the schedule I spelled her name as Angle.
0: (laughs) Well of course you did. (laughs) But it's just shit like that. It was making me laugh. But a lot of supporting characters, like you know, the other officers and shit, they're just they play those brainwashed fucking morons so perfectly it's not like yep. it's not over the top you know it still allows itself to we be kind of clever problems yeah like the
1: gold guy
2: showed up again <laughs> <laughs> what i like
1: yeah, about it it's, i like the small town feel where like that's yeah. the biggest damn problem And then when he fucking shows old up old at the guy. end
2: and he's like in the same fucking pain and like his facial expression is the same but he's fucking in the well with all the dead bodies <laughs> it's so funny
0: it's <laughs> isn't this funny. scene where they're i think they're at the i don't know the graveyard or whatever with the small the small city that mm-hmm. shit trips me the fuck out. Like, I remember when I first watched this film, I was like, "What the f- what the fuck? They're they're all of a sudden huge. Oh no, it's just like a little model city." <laughs> that shit fucked me up again. I was watching, I was like, "Damn, that's trippy." Because it looks so good. You know, they built like this model city, and they're fucking having this fight in there. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's just like a very very odd moment in the film, but favorite cleverly, gag. Um, um,
2: I know mine right away.
0: I don't know man. I like a lot of the reference <laughs> when they're watching yep. when they're watching point break and fucking bad boys and shit and like Just fucking shooting his gun in the air. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I thought that scene was really funny.
2: The scene when he falls on the spike is hands down the funniest scene in the movie. That one's good too. I think so, yeah. It's I, I it's the best that. moment in the film. <laughs> and then when he's fucking in the police car and it's still through his fucking mouth. Oh, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Kills me every time I see it. I did like oh, the I like the so pillar fun. thing too.
0: The pillar thing was really funny too. Oh my like God. that whole like the, the actual death like, was ow. funny, but the whole sequence after is really funny too. <laughs> it's good. It's good.
1: Uh, it was uh, the, another thing that was funny was um, when he pulls that dude over for speeding,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and he's and he's um, like. What the hell does he do? Well, we
2: wanted to see what the accident
1: was. Yeah. And then uh, what else is really funny in this one? There's there's actually a lot of stuff that's funny, but I'm having yeah. trouble thinking of it because <laughs> I watched it so long ago. But oh, um, I like the, I
0: li- when they pick okay. up the <clears throat> the Chuck Norris Silent Rage DVD. And the fucking, th- and the super cop DVD. I like
1: when they're sitting, doesn't that just remind you of, like, a small-ass town that, like, that's their only source of media, is, that, like, news yeah. that are the like gas old
0: station. as hell? I've, <laughs> totally, 100%, man. So, this is, like, all these cop films. <laughs> it's just Silent so bitch. fucking funny to me, man. Ah, It's good.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I just love the fact he, he doesn't kill the
0: people, he just fucks them up. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, for a murder mystery, and you know, it's a being, pretty good mystery. Being mm-hmm. a comedy, like it, you know, it's it's not taking itself serious, but it's still taking itself serious enough to create a an actual mystery. You know, yeah. that's what I find enjoyable about this film. It's not like slapsticky. It's not ridiculous. You know, it actually has you thinking and laughing at the same time. And it's, I think that type of writing is actually kind of hard to do right mm-hmm. to keep you interested for two hours in a mystery and not actually figure it out it, it's pretty that's impressive to me man I, I give this film a lot of props yeah I love, fun the, I love
1: the mystery aspect of the film
0: i just love it because the giallo reference is interesting
2: i didn't think about it until you said it but yeah yeah no, it
1: definitely kind of yeah, it is it's
2: a giallo
0: i think that you know not especially only especially
1: because the murders are kind of brutal too you know
0: Uh (laughs) uh-huh fucking shit but (laughs) actually the bit where he's trying to explain to the uh the superior officer that you know it wasn't an accident because he actually was in the in the flower place (laughs) when she got killed and he actually chased the assailant they're like no um no it could be an accident. <laughs> like, he's like, no, I was running after him. <laughs> and it's so fucking but funny. she slipped. But she slipped, and you know, it wasn't that. To be shears. fuck, is that ever funny, man? <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, but funny. And funny. Yeah, it's a good move. Yeah, it is, man. It, it's probably the best film out of the three here, for sure.
1: Uh, I, I think it definitely is. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think that this film has uh, a great mystery element. The jokes hit they do i can't think of like the it being really like dry. it, it seems like a little more wet humor to me <laughs> and uh the um the aspect of just the character differences and the characters are very well written like uh simon Pegg's character is really well thought out and it's you know even at the beginning where they're first trying to transfer him and he's like saying no and they're like do you want us to call the you know upper level or whatever you know all that stuff's really funny because he's like very serious
0: he was already called the dude was just right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i know man that whole
2: sequence is funny as (laughs) hell, and it's his fucking stepfather (laughs) yeah
0: and yeah yeah it is (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) yeah Oh, yeah, good shit, the man. the
1: the mystery aspect, um, the wrap up, <laughs> like everything, every the gore, the the amount of violence in this film, definitely very solid.
0: I just like small little subtle jokes. Like I just like the end when they're in the fucking grocery store and they're
2: fucking fighting the guys behind the deli counter, and there's like they literally like shoot like eight hundred rounds and nobody gets fucking hit. It's just like a four minute sequence of them just fucking going after these guys behind the counter. Oh yeah, they're totally it's making funny. fun
0: of like you know. Just, Typical yeah, '80s action shootouts. films, yeah. Not reloading and not hitting anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like subtle things, like when they're at the police station and one of the officers is like, "Oh, it's 11:30. It's lunchtime." <laughs> it's just a matter of fact, right? Like they take their lunch at 11:30. They're fucking cops, man. <laughs> like, and what then the, the fuck the is that
1: female cop who they all like say derogatory things yeah. about, but it's like totally
0: acceptable because yeah. it's an it officer. <laughs> Yeah. He's an officer, <laughs> too. Exactly. So funny. <laughs> ah, fuck. For me, it's funny, man. It's good shit. I don't know. You guys want to get into ratings?
2: I already know mine. Oh, that yeah. actually
0: was your rating? Oh, okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Nine out of ten.
0: Alright, um yeah man (laughs) I just I thought JP was gonna go but um, yeah man this this is such a fun film I I forgot how much fun this shit was it's dark but it's like it's not to the point where it's like oh you know kind of cringeworthy darkness it's good mystery man it's a really really well done film with lots of fucking fun characters man it's not just the, the leads in this one that are fun it's like everybody is a fun character that's one really separates this one from the other film. I think the other Shaun of the Dead, the, the supporting characters are so fucking lame in that movie. Like four yeah, eyes,
1: like Sean's girlfriend, and like and, the comedy with his dad's okay, but like the rest of the characters are kind of weak. Oh, besides fucking the two, yeah, four characters.
0: four eyes, who's obviously in love with his girlfriend and shit. Like the yeah. fuck and the other chick that's just like there. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like so lame, super super lame characters. But this one has none of that like all the supporting characters in this film are fun you know they say f- <laughs> they say funny shit all the time and it's just quirky man it's, it's really good i'm with jeremy nine out of ten this one's it's a fucking blast
1: <laughs> yeah i i really enjoy this one as well i was super surprised this one was definitely uh my favorite of the bunch spoiler alert on the third film but i just think that even though i i can't Say like a ton about it. I feel like this film is a little hard to review, as well as just it's loose in my memory. Watched it,
0: it's like a reviewing lot of a stuff Giallo. Since then. it's like watching yeah. it's like reviewing a Giallo because you don't want to give all the fine details away because if you haven't seen it,
1: yeah, you're fucking essentially uh,
0: ruining everything.
1: Yeah, but uh, I I definitely enjoyed it, you know. And when I was watching it, I was like, man, this movie is good because I had skyped with Brandon the night before, and he's like, I hope you like that movie. I think he I think you'll enjoy it. And I was didn't think i would at all just because i didn't know it was this kind of movie uh and i, I liked it a lot so i came in at 8.5 on this oh one. man half a point from the hall of fame dude uh three three nines are not uh, 28
0: what's three what's nine times three 27 i'm pretty, it, pretty isn't sure it that's a the whole point of 28 Twenty. jesus christ man how many times have we fucking went through this shit man it's 28 that's stupid why can't it just be 27
1: because then, isn't, the isn't, Hall of Fame would be twenty thousand films bigger? Isn't
2: three nines worthy of a Hall of Fame? No, fuck you. Two nine point fives
1: and a nine is, or two tens <laughs> and an eight. Who the fuck's gonna give it two tens and an eight? Or one ten and nine and. I a think 9. that happened
0: 9. once. Didn't no, <laughs> no, no, happen.
1: It hasn't happened. And that was what I was worried about. No, 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 the no, problem,
0: no, no, no. No, it did. Problem, not, not an no, eight, eight, but like, I think you gave a film an eight and a half, and it made the Hall of Fame yeah yeah it,
1: it did yeah but my, my when i designed the criteria i brought to you guys hey what do you think of this and i said i don't think a film should ever be able to get a 7.5 and make the hall of fame that's why it's 24 28 because there should never be a situation in which it, a 7.5 can get in
0: yeah no we debated about this and that, that completely makes sense right an eight is. You still have to have three relatively high, high ratings for it yeah. to be into the Hall of Fame, which is the best of the yeah. best, right? Because if it
1: was twenty-seven, a film could essentially get in with a ten, a ten, and a seven. Yeah, well, that's five. twenty-seven. Yeah, to seven. Yeah. What are the chances? Like, what are the chances? I, like, that, are the chances that... Low chances, but the fact is, it's possible, and I don't like it. Oh well, it's po- it's
0: possible if Derek's on the show
1: yeah no, and it is <laughs> it is, and I know that there's other films too that I would give a seven that you you guys would give a ten- or at least moods would give a ten
0: what what film, what possible film could I be given a ten to you're giving a seven to i i couldn't uh, i honestly couldn't think of one demons I don't know what'd you give demons <laughs> nine uh and nine and a half i believe
1: yeah well, I'm just saying I'm just saying seven and a half I
0: think that's the film that you gave, there's definitely you give eight and, eight and a given, half given,
1: and yeah, it Derek gave is, a 10. It, it is the film, yeah. I knew that. Jeremy said, I said that. Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't hear uh, it.
0: But yeah, that's but totally... There, really there's system,
1: there's yeah. definitely been situations where you, the, I could see somebody giving it a 10, me giving it a 7.5, and you giving it a
0: 9.5. True.
1: Because there's films where I would give a 7.5. There's films that I would give a 9.5, and you would give a 7.5, probably.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess it could happen.
1: Yeah, it's and possible. I just
0: wanted to avoid that. It's possible. All right. So, what's next- JP show? No, I said I
1: brought that information to you guys, and we decided. Okay. All right. You agreed. I don't know why you're acting like. Oh man, we should. Like, I wish I would have been, <laughs> been informed about this because I would have made it twenty seven. And it was said, my idea. Anyways, so it was your. Me. Not only was it your idea, but you agreed on it. All of pain, my idea, and fame. Yeah.
2: And all those people on all these other shows all fucking stole our ideas. Anyway. It's not stolen.
0: Have you got any plans for dinner at all? Tonight we will be partaking of a liquid repast as we wend our way up the Golden Mile, commencing with an inaugural tankard in the first post, then onto the old familiar, the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, and the hole in the wall for a measure of the same, all before the last bittersweet pint in that most fateful terminus, the world's end. Leave a light on, good lady, for though we may return with a twinkle in our eyes, we will in truth be blind. All right, so moving into the year of 2013 with the third film in the trilogy called "The World's End." and we've got the same we've got the same people in this one and actually we've got some guys from uh, hot fuzz actually in this one too I believe. They're from hot fuzz. but so synopsis: five friends who reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub crawl from 20 years earlier, unwittingly become humanity's only hope for survival. <laughs> okay. This one gets old after a while, I have to say. So this one right here, I had actually never seen before. This was the first time watched to me. I don't know why I never checked it out. I just really did not... I, I wouldn't say I didn't have interest. I owned it. I fucking had it. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know why. I, just, I mean, it's just
2: uh, the same thing over and over and over again in this one. To be completely honest,
0: honestly, Is dude, I they found fight
2: th- some robots, they beat the shit out of them. They go to the next bar, fight some mm. robots.
1: The the problem that I had with the concept, of, first of all, I like the setup to this one, but the actual robots, they're weak. That's the problem. The robots are weak. Uh huh. They're lame. The way their head explodes and blood, the blue blood. It's just they're not. They're just. Cartoonist. I don't understand the whole blue blood thing. It's like, how the
2: fuck do they bleed blue blood? Well, I mean, it is it's a comedy. Frack- well, I mean, if it,
0: if it was red, I think it'd just be a little bit too. I mean, I too much. Think they would, I think for I people, would
1: think they would bleed blood at all. If it was red, it probably would have a better chance. And is this an R?
0: Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's well, then it
1: should have been. It could have been gory. Or something.
0: I, I don't. I I guess I can kind of see why they didn't use red paint. <laughs> or have the blood red in this? I, I mean, for the amount of carnage that happens in this, if you put that as you know, replace the blue with red, it would be. It would appear to be really damn gory. I don't know. Maybe it would lose its appeal to some people. Like I said, maybe, I, maybe I, lose the comedy the other effect two of it. Films
1: are gory, damn it.
0: I know that's not
2: the problem I have with the film. I just think that it gets. It gets old after a while.
0: I really I I actually was laughing pretty hard in this one. I like Simon Pegg's character in this film. He's I'm not saying it's not funny. He's I'm saying I, I it's like it's his old.
1: character too. I think it's it's pretty different.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, if you have not seen this film, so basically, you know, it appears that like really none of these guys twenty years later are actually like friend friends. You know? Mm-hmm. I think they still know each other. Obviously, were, like yeah. Simon Pegg's character, like he is completely off the deep end like he's kind of went off and everyone's kind of just yeah but he was crazy
1: when they beginning though, yeah it like. yeah, so, yeah but they were all crazy in the beginning
0: yeah he so, just never
1: grew up
3: yeah
0: mm. exactly um so the idea of the film is they have to hit their original idea was to do this insane pub crawl where they have a pint at each pub which is they go to 12 yeah yeah so they so, yeah, it's a 12 pub journey and they have one pint at each ju- at each pub and then that's what they did. But they failed. Their first attempt, I think they got through like 10 of them or something like that, and they failed. So 20 years later, now they're all re- they're grown up. They're well, most of them are grown up anyways. Everyone has these respectable <laughs> jobs and so what we have is we have Simon Pegg's character. He is kind of sitting in this uh, rehabilitation group. And he it's, has this epiphany. It's an AA class. Yeah, it's an AA class, and he has this epiphany, and he's like, fuck. He hears a story from one of the other people in there, and he's like, fuck this, man. He's like, I, I need to finish this, what we started. So he gets the gang back together. Of course, they're all kind of not really fully on board with this. Uh, Nick Frost's character now, 20 years later, is doesn't drink. <laughs> Which I thought was going kind of, And he's like this straight-edge business guy, doesn't drink, fucking blah, blah. Anyways, he ends up conning his friends into coming along, which I thought was so fucking funny. He mm-hmm. owed one of the friends $600, <laughs> and it comes out <laughs> of the borrowed 200 from so each of the other ones. Fuck <laughs> is yeah. that ever funny to me, man. But that scenery there really just showcased his character, right? He's willing to con his own friends for his own benefit, right? Because he needed yep. to finish this. It's, it's like a very selfish storyline in a sense, but it adds yeah. into what alcoholics really... You know, there's there's a lot of social yeah, comments there, there's, there's a of a
1: subtexts. There definitely is a just, lot of like, subtext. Fun like like you look at films like Without a Paddle or like what like yeah. the Adam Sandler, uh, the the Friends grown ups like where these guys get they were best friends as kids and they grow sure, up and they get the together and stuff. I haven't
2: seen that movie and,
1: but we've we've seen these type of movies before. But <laughs> this one kind of has a little darker tone to it. The, it does. And, I, under-
0: and I, I I like his character, Simon Pegg's character. He's just like he's just. The scene where he's talking about, you know, driving, you know, from pub to pub and stuff and he still has the same car that he had twenty years earlier. <laughs> like it's just so fucking like the scene where they're driving in the car and everyone's just so miserable. And then they get pulled over. <laughs> like, I just love that fucking scene. It's so funny. He's such a dirtbag. Like,
1: the car's still registered to you, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Twenty years later. Uh so I think they get about four or five pubs into this journey, and of course. Nick Frost still hasn't drank at all when they discover that there's something. Well, I I guess they kind of discover before this that something is going on in this town, but then they fully discover after they get into a bathroom brawl with fucking robots,
2: great hooded problems.
0: Yeah. And then they realize, yeah, there's something seriously fucking going on here because everyone's acting strange and they are robots.
1: Yep. Shortly after that's when I get out of the movie.
0: Yeah. Honestly, um, you know, honestly, it did lose a little bit of steam for myself too. But I was curious on where the hell they were going to take this because I, like I said, I hadn't take seen it, this movie take before. Take
2: where they go to the next bar. They find some robots. They become idiots. They go to the next bar. Well, no, I, wa- I wanted to see
0: how it was going to resolve itself, right? Like, I mean, like, I mean
2: it, it doesn't have much substance after that.
0: It really doesn't. It really doesn't. But I mean, the fun in the film is is <laughs> Simon Begg and no matter what is in front of him, nothing is stopping him from drinking that pint at the next place. And I actually, <laughs> I actually had a couple laughs where he's there's becomes points in the film where you know the social the commentary again you know we're alcoholics and and they'll they'll fight off their friends you know for that next drink type, type of thing. And he literally is doing that. He's like fighting off his friends so he can just have that have that drink and shit. I honestly, it was kind of funny to me. This is something I could easily do. I mean, really, a pint at each pub, and they couldn't finish. Like, fuck off. <laughs>
1: it's so easy. Uh, yeah, I think th- I think that originally, like the the concept is by you know the third one, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna have more, and yeah. you know, like, yeah, you eventually get too drunk to continue. I on mean, if you were realistically, I think too. It,
0: yeah, if you're realistically just doing one pint at each place, it's twelve. Give me a fucking break. Come on, I know Jeremy. I mean, twelve bottle caps, maybe. But um, yeah, I'll be done about after the first one. But it's still a it's still a funny premise to me. I've never really seen this done before. Um, it's it's fun. It's fun. It definitely loses a little bit of steam where they eventually have to kind of like save the fucking world, <laughs> you know kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. It, it it definitely takes a detour for me. I wasn't expecting this film to go where it did with the robots and shit. Because like I said, I'd never seen it before. I didn't really heard anyone ever talk about this movie. Maybe that's just me. I don't know, um. So that was kind of refreshing. I it was very very new to me. So, but you know, I, I had laughs. I had laughs in it.
1: Yeah, I thought. I, I honestly, I thought this one was a little boring. It was better yep. at the beginning. Uh, once the robots get introduced and stuff, it just seemed like it was just like let's just beat up all these robots forever, and mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of was bored with it.
0: Yeah, I was never bored. I actually enjoyed the film for what it was. I mean it's very similar in pace, like it's very fast paced, you know. Even throughout the film. But I mean I guess if the robots are gonna lose you, you're probably gonna lose flavor in the in the overall product here. But uh,
1: Where was the uh Coronada Cor Cornetta? What is it? Cornetto
0: I think ice it's, cream. I think it's in a scene one. in the end where it's like post apocalyptic kind of thing. Oh, and yeah, yeah. and then there's a did have a good ending. There's a rapper. Yeah, the ending was cool. A rapper actually flies onto the uh onto yeah. the fence. The hood of the car.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah
1: okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's I was working.
1: about to say because I I know that they're referenced a couple times in Hot Fuzz and then the Shaun of the Dead one. Yeah, uh, at least once, but I can't remember
0: where it was in this one. Mm-hmm. I will say though, man, out of the three films, this one definitely had the best soundtrack. It had the best music, which you guys probably, like, what the fuck was the music, man? But no, yeah. it definitely had the most exciting soundtrack to it, which, which kind of made sense that you're going to have, you know, a decent soundtrack considering you're going from pub to pub, and shake yeah. out that exciting. So, I mean, that, that kind of helped out the film. Uh, shit that's relatable to me, man.
1: I but, thought this one started off the strongest of the three. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun and funny because it's like all these guys together. I, I just was like, what kind of hijinks are they going to get into? You know, and then it was like, oh, they're fighting robots. I will year. say
0: I was really disappointed when Nick Frost's character wasn't going to be drinking until yeah. he kind of decides he needs to. Broke his rule. Yeah, but <laughs> it's kind of too bad. I would have liked to have seen him shit through the whole film. All Pretty right, fun.
1: favorite gag. Uh, mine's the car gag yeah. when they get pulled over. Yeah, me too. Which honestly isn't that great, which kind of, kind of. Hurts the movie. Over that there.
2: one and and when they go and they're like, oh, they franchised all these pubs and all the pub. The, t- yeah,
1: <laughs> the first. That, two that pubs was pretty the funny. Yeah.
0: The franchise and the pub. Yeah. yeah. the first two pubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, was like fucking deja vu, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, the funny, the thing that made me laugh the hardest in the film is when. <laughs> when they reveal that he had t- borrowed 200 from each other friend to pay back the one that was friend. a good one, too. Yeah, <laughs> shit made me laugh so hard. I'm like, what a dirtbag! But that's really funny. <laughs> Great con, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about The World's End, man, without mm. just revealing everything. I mean, well, yeah, what it is good. It did have a good ending, though. I like the yeah. ending of the film. I yeah, thought was- I thought
1: the ending, I gave it a half point for the ending. Um, what is your rating?
2: Seven. <clears throat> Moods is turned.
0: Um, honestly, man, I really enjoyed this film. I understand, you know, for you guys losing a little bit of steam and shit, but I, I was, I was laughing through the whole thing. I think it's because of Simon Pegg's character and just how big of a dirtbag he was and just how dedicated and motivated he was to finish all 12 of those pints. It was kind of make me laugh. I guess I can kind of relate to it. Cause I like to drink. I I like to drink beers. Oddly enough, I'm not drinking right now, but I guess because it's Sunday, I guess it's never really stopped me before, has it? But, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but anyways, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was an interesting premise. It went to a place where I wasn't expecting it with robots and saving the fucking world and shit. Uh, I got a little bit, I will say, you know, with the, the whole battle with the girl between friends and shit, I just uh, things like that, man, they get thrown into the mix sometimes. Are so overplayed and just so run of the mill. It, it just felt like it was run of the mill to me and shit. And I was like, uh, you know, it was love interest subplots and shit. I just I could do without. But I had a lot of fun with this one, man. I'm coming in at eight. I thought it was a blast.
1: Yeah, uh, I I didn't think it was a bad movie. Just didn't. I I liked the other two better. I came in at seven out of ten
0: on this one. Yeah, you know, I kind of figured that both you guys would come in lower on this one than me. Yeah, it's probably not surprising. Is it's probably not that surprising to you that I came in higher? Mm,
1: I don't know. This one, it was I just... actually expected all three of us to come in the lowest on this one, but guess not. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Seven, eight, yeah eight, it, it was a pretty it was a it was a pretty cool trilogy I, I i like these characters together i like the uh concept of these movies i think that they could make more of them honestly um
2: i don't think the world Sun did that well so
1: yeah that's probably why it's not a quadrilogy
0: <laughs> yeah we need less of quadrilogies anyways man whatever happened the good old fashion trilogy
1: back to the future there's not yeah. too many
0: left yeah i know back to future is one of them
1: especially in horror there's not too many left.
0: Yeah, there's a part for it. checks.
2: Gonna be the new one.
1: Yeah, and I'd always said that should have been a damn trilogy, so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway,
0: that's yeah, it. That's it. That is it for episode 134 Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy. I actually kind of like that title. Gotta say. Sounds refreshing and gross at the same time. I mind it. <laughs> anyways man uh hope you guys enjoyed the show uh make sure to drop us some emails or give us a phone call <laughs> drop us a voicemail we haven't really done those in a while i know for longest because it time, never works i know for the longest time that we works. weren't oh. replying to it, but you know it's back up on the air it's it's live it's live so drop us a line give us a call Drop us a email, however you want to get in contact with us. I kind of missed doing the the questions. So, you guys, have any questions? Drop us a line. Jeremy, take us out of here.
1: Except for not next week or the week after.
0: <laughs> well, we'll we'll eventually get to them. Maybe maybe we'll let them build up. Yeah.
2: And then shoot all over your face. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode one hundred and thirty-four. Of the twenty-two shots of moods and horror podcast. As always, if you want to follow the full-time Blue Jays fan moods, you could do so at youtube.com/slash moods. That's right, six one six. And if you want to follow JP, you could do so at youtube.com/slash double shot J. If you want to follow this part-time Cubs fan, you could do so at youtube.com/slash nes twenty-two. And that isn't true. And as always, if you have any questions, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. And you can leave us a question at our email at the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. It's 22 Shots of Moods A and D horror at gmail.com. Join us on the Facebook page, Facebook.com search bar 22 Shots Podcast, and make sure you don't have a funny name or I will block you. And as always, please follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash twenty-two shots podcast and please help. Support the show and get the sand sucked out of my vagina. But remember, we will not be doing any requests. Patreon.com slash 22 podcast. That should do it, everybody, for episode 134 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with a review of what seems to be the breakout horror film of this year, A Quiet Place. So stay tuned for that, folks, and that shall do it. Should talk to you guys next week. See you guys
0: deuces.